Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Well, good morning, Sandy. How are you? Good morning, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing? Happy Monday. Oh. Thank you. Yep. Back at it. Fiber Monday. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're, they're um, I don't know if you were leading into it, but there was a record broken over the weekend, or at least like Black Friday. It was nine, over nine billion mm-hmm. online worth of online commerce. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Isn't that wild? Nine mm-hmm. billion. How many millions? And a billion. I, f- I feel like even oh. here that the stores did pretty well also. All right. So let's talk about what's making um, headlines this Monday morning. Happy Monday, first of all, to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sad to announce the passing of Mr. Ed Soli Solomon, as he was known. Mm-hmm. Um, this man is is pretty legendary. He was in his 80s. Uh, musician, fashion icon. A lot of you might remember his store. I do remember the store, yes. For many, many years. Um, I mean, this this man had amazing um, taste in fashion, and he would often dress some of Cayman's finest. Mm -hmm. I remember when that store uh, closed as well. It was kind of a sad day. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So um, he passed away yesterday, so condolences Uh to his family. Oh, you know what's from? Sorry? Do we know what the cause was? Um, I think it's just, you know, he was sick for a little while. It's a kind of old age, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you hit that 80 ish range and kind of goes down from there. Yeah. But uh, su- super nice guy and, um, you know, has the respect of a lot of people in the community. So we we're all very, very saddened to have heard of that bit of news yesterday. Um, over the weekend, there was also a um, robbery incident. It's more, more like a burglary because it was 3 o'clock in the morning. Thankfully, the gas station this time was closed. But Mostyn's gas station in Bodentown, again, uh, th- wow. just about two, three weeks ago, exactly, they were um, you know, victimized by way of a robbery on a Friday night, I believe it was. And here they are targeting the small business again, which is pretty sad. Yeah. So three o'clock Saturday morning, they broke out the front glass. Um, no indications yet. The police actually haven't announced it, but we have our sources as usual. Um, so yeah, so no announcement yet in terms of what was taken. But um, you know, That's yeah. Another robbery. I guess, yep. I guess the police are are out and about. I know there was a couple accidents yesterday afternoon. I'm assuming the police are in high alert with the drunk drivers because they're leaving all the football matches a little sauced up. So hopefully, um, you know, people think twice, get a designated driver and uh, t- call a taxi, something. I saw a lot of police on the roads this weekend. I think they're Operation Christmas Crackers in, in uh, back. Well, let's, back. let's hope so. They're going to need it with World Cup here. So, <laughs> um, Right. So on Friday, the um, there's a couple things that sort of took place. First of all, the... Minister Joey, um, J.E. Banks, my apologies, opened a new state-of-the-art garage on North Sound Road. So this is part of DVES, which is the Department of Vehicle and Equipment Services. So they're the ones who essentially service um, various vehicles owned by the Cayman Islands government. So now they have uh, what they say is a state-of-the-art facility, and they did the ribbon-cutting ceremony for that um late last week so this is pretty interesting but you know efficiency is important and uh yeah we're all happy to see that um that was done but upgrading so they service all the heavy equipment the 
you know, police cars, like everything um, right there on North Sound Road. Nice. All righty. Mm-hmm. So we also had a man, a Bodentown man, who was arrested on suspicion of rape. So yeah. this isn't good news at all. Um, and kidnapping, right? Mm-hmm. So wow. um, the police say that he sexually assaulted a woman in her home on Friday morning. Um, wait a second. The 25th of November. Hmm, they arrested him pretty quickly. Anyway, he's only 24 years old. So he's arrested on suspicion of rape, wrongful confinement, and aggravated burglary. So it seems like uh, this is quite an uh, unfortunate situation. But um, she reported that uh, she was at her dress when the man who's known to her entered the house, brandishing a weapon, restrained mm-hmm. her, and then sexually assaulted her. So he was um, they he have then transported. Sorry? They have this guy, though, right? Yes, they have arrested him. Only 24 years old. Can you believe it? Wow. And uh, they've transported her to, um, they, he transported her, sorry, to another location, hence the wrongful confinement. Um, so they said that shortly afterwards, they were able to locate and arrest the man, and he remains in police custody. So, Any, um, um, any verdict on the other uh, court case? I was just thinking of that one, and I need to double check the date, but I think we're coming up maybe this week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll I'll keep an eye on that one for sure. Keep us posted on that. I don't know if you yeah. heard. Um, Aaron and I were just talking about it earlier. Uh, just on a, a different uh, topic. Um, Canton closes on Wednesday. Yes. And then uh, we were also up at Rum Point over the. Is weekend. it this Wednesday? Oh, yeah, this yeah. Wednesday. yeah. Yeah. And then also they knocked down the old bar, uh, at uh at Rum Point. Like they've cleared out where you could get drinks. You know that the bar there. Like, yeah. yeah. And the, and, and the restrooms and all that gone. It's just, they flattened it. It's just beach. So I don't know what they're planning there, but that, I mean, that's we'll been there. Out. Yeah, that's been there for years and years. Yeah, mm. that's bad. So just something for you to dig into. I was just curious. Yeah, I'll definitely. I'll definitely look into that. <clears throat> Maybe they've got some new plans for. Um... Yeah, but it has a lot of history, right? You know? Just yeah. a little shack, hmm. drink. Hmm. All right. We'll catch Sandy. Right now. I know. On uh, Bobo 89.1 FM, we'll see you tomorrow for the Tuesday headlines here on Okay, guys. Have a fantastic day. You too. Our segment with... All right. Good morning, my beautiful people. Let's get this show on the road today. We should be back on our regular um, YouTube channel. So that's a bit of good news. Who's ready for Monday? Who's ready to get it? All right. Let's do it. Let me just check a few things here on the back end. I think we're looking pretty good. All right, I see Brother Tommy in the house. Good morning, beautiful people. Peppermint, sorrel, ginger, beaver grass, or English. Get it ready. Your morning tea just got hotter. Ooh, honey child. On the cold, hard truth, Bobo 89.1 and Cayman's number one talk show are bringing you morning talk like no one else. Monday Rewind, Impact Wednesdays, Caribbean Connections, and much more. Don't miss a beat with what's happening in the local community. Just keep sipping your tea. What a mess. Here's your host, live and direct from the Cayman Islands, Sandy Hill. Buenos dias, everyone. 
How are you guys doing? Happy Monday. It's a gorgeous day today. Um, I think we all had a relatively good weekend. Um, someone said to check Facebook. Uh, hmm. Okay. So um, I don't know what that's about. But uh, can everybody on Facebook hear me this morning? A person said they couldn't hear the intro for some strange reason. All right. I'm actually going to sit down with an audio person a little bit later on today and try to figure out if I can, what's going on. It could be something very, very simple on my board my, itself um, in terms of the, the settings, because I shouldn't have to constantly be changing settings like I am. So I'm on it, folks. Um, I tried to get a resolution Friday, but apparently everybody was closed on Friday in the U.S. because of the Thanksgiving weekend. I didn't realize that businesses just went ahead and took Thursday, Friday, and the entire weekend off. Um, <clears throat> I kind of don't recall Thanksgiving being quite that big of a holiday, but maybe it always was, and I just i am not remembering it. So um, good for you, America. Take some time off and enjoy uh, family time is essentially what ends up happening. So how are you guys? How was your weekend? We're edging ever so closely to the month of December. And of course, that means that we've got Christmas, which is right around uh, the corner as well. So um, we we got a lot going on, on around here. I'm trying to uh, ensure that I'm drinking enough water. I'm really, really amping up my water intake as much as I can um, in terms of our health, because we, we got to kick it in high gear now. We're, we're literally right around the corner from August. <clears throat> When you think about it, once January starts, the year just is kicked off with a bang and things move super, super quickly. So I want to ensure that I try to drop some of this 50 pounds that I claim I'm supposed to be working on by then. Hmm. What a mess. It's a lot harder once you don't get started, that's for sure. <laughs> so we need, we need to get a move on it. We definitely need to get a move on it. So... um. Quite a few things happen over the weekend. We'll be touching on some of those. Our major topic for today is going to be, I feel like I need some, some dreadful music here where I say they're back and you'll never guess who I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. Stay tuned for that. And I got a couple of phone calls over the weekend. People asking me to look into a few things for them. So I'm on it. One relates to Cayman Airways. And then when I was talking to this gentleman about Cayman Airways, I remembered that I'm actually waiting for Cayman Airways to get back to me on another query um, that I sent in that has kind of, I've not heard a single word from them about. So, you know, it's like you need to keep a, a media logbook of questions that you send in because sometimes your questions kind of get ignored or they say, oh yeah, we're going to respond. And then they never do. And, you know, if you forget to chase it up, then it's like a hot mess. So I'm wearing some bright colors today. Got on my blue, my aqua blue. Um, so, yeah, so I need to check into this and see exactly what is going on uh, with that request. So I'll let you guys know if I can chase up community ways um, on those two matters. The guy says, I need you to investigate them. And I thought to myself, oh, Lord, I don't have... I may not have the powers when it comes to Cayman Airways that y'all think I do, but I will do my best 
<clears throat> to at the very minimum uh, get the information. And then I'm going to tell you guys what it is once I have the information. Because it is an interesting question that the man has posed. So we'll try to track it down a little bit. So let's go ahead and say good morning to everyone. We've got Miss Vernita in the house. We have Olivia who's here joining us. Irvelyn is also here. Marshall, Aliano, <clears throat> Melita, Cece. Good morning to you all. Thank you so very much. Um, we have, let's see, Melita, Cece. We've got Alice saying good morning to everyone. Miss Ethel is here. Felicia's also got it locked. Brother Tommy's in the house. Um, <laughs> Johan says, what kind of conspiracies plus gossip this morning in CMR? Oh, Johan, you're going to enjoy this one. We're going to talk about you conspiracy theories with the, the national ID. It's coming up. Wee Wee's here. Tommy says, yes, can hear you on Facebook. Did you hear the intro song, though? Um, hearing you loud and clear on Facebook, <clears throat> says Miss Lula. Lu Lulu. Lulu? <laughs> Miss Joy, good morning. Morna, I think I think my, my Achilles heel isn't ever that you guys can really hear me, per se, but it's you hearing, like, the stuff that's coming through the computer. So, like, the intro... <clears throat> and my guests and so on, that's what I need to fix. So I'm going to check all these things called mixed minuses and all this technical stuff on the board a little bit later on today. So I've got a technical expert <clears throat> who's agreed to kind of go through some of it with me um, a bit later on. Good morning to Miss Penny. Thank you so much. Um, we've got Sharon in the house. Juliet is here and Maria is also here this morning. So good. Uh, Bert, good morning to you. It's nice to see you. So um, it was a relatively uneventful weekend in the sense that uh, we didn't have any major incidents that I'm aware of. Uh, we obviously, um, <clears throat> we obviously, um, we obviously, you know, are keeping an eye <clears throat> on these news tracks for you. So no reported, um, thank God, robberies that we know about yet. We normally hear about them pretty quickly. Unfortunately, Moston's gas station was victimized again by way of a, um, a burglary overnight. So they targeted them like at three o'clock in the morning, busted out the front glass. And this is where, you know, I gotta tell you businesses now, listen, you've gotta take precautions to unfortunately, um, you know, it's just part of life now, protect your property and protect your staff. And I did ask this question when the police had their press conference recently, because I'm curious about how much they are potentially educating people about the things that they need to do. And I do think there should be an arm of, I mean, this isn't necessarily their job, but it's part of community policing. So maybe some of the security companies could offer this service because this is good business you know, pay people to do like a, a security audit where you go into their businesses and you see, you know, what's going on and and um, <clears throat> where they could tighten things up a little bit, you know, but the police should be saying to people, there's some basic steps that you can take. Um, security audits are important, even for your household. You've got to have a security plan. I know no one ever wants to think about this, but what is your plan? Should you be, you know, um, burglarized in your home? Um, you know, or heaven forbid, an armed robbery. You, you gotta, it's horrible to think about this, but we live in a world now 
where the possibilities are much more than they were 5, 10, 15, 25 years ago. So you got to have a plan with your family. You got to tell your kids what to do and what to not do. Um, if you're pulling up and somebody decides that they're going to walk up to you and want to take your handbag, you know, if you've got a younger kid, they might be like, no, I'm hanging on to my little bag or whatever. And so you have to explain to them if that ever happens, you just give them whatever they want so they can hurry up and leave. Um, you know, if you have security systems like myself, you make sure you have certain codes that even if someone forces you to go inside and turn off the code, you actually have a separate panic code so that in the event that, um, you know, you have to turn it off, you're silently alerting the authorities that you're in trouble. There are things that you have to do, folks. Start thinking when it comes to your own security. You know, you should have safe areas in your house that if something's going on that you can tell your children, this is where you go to. <clears throat> if this type of situation is happening, not just hurricanes, but, <clears throat> you know, unfortunately, robberies and stuff like that as well. Oh, my, my apologies, Froggy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Frog in the throat decided to, let me slide my tea down a little bit. So yes, uh, you know, these are uh, the things that we um, have to unfortunately think about. And if you're a business and you don't have an alarm system, let's just be honest, that's not entirely smart anymore. I think everybody needs to have an alarm system um, on all of our homes. God, I hope we never get to burglar bars, but let's start with the alarm systems. Uh, install alarm systems in your homes, in your businesses. You know, even when I had a business, I had an alarm system. It's not that I, I don't keep, like I keep telling you guys, I'm not a cash person. I don't keep cash. Even in my business, I tell people, please find some alternative means to pay me. Do not pay me with cash. I really, really despise cash actually for more reasons than one. But, uh, you know, you have online banking, deposit it, write me a check, something else, but don't give me cash. Um, and I try to avoid cash at all costs. Now, I know that it's not always possible. <clears throat> there are some businesses that are still very, very heavily cash driven. But if you're one of those businesses, you need to know, listen, I told y'all I worked in retail and this was back in the nineties when I was in university. And even then we had certain protocols um, when it came to dealing with cash, like you dumped your cash uh, throughout the day into safe that then nobody on premise had access to. It's things like that, that it seems to me like people here are just not doing. And so you, um, become much more of a target because of those types of things, right? Now, <clears throat> the ability for them to just burst open the glass and, you know, an alarm system or nothing goes off, it's really uh, quite a sad situation. John says, I'm thinking about putting bars on my windows. Um, I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> sad to say when I use the term yet, but most of the burglaries that are happening, it's not people just busting through the windows and stuff like that. So I don't know how much bars on the windows are actually going to help what's been going on. I think that unfortunately that changes the entire look of the place. Like when I travel to Jamaica, I'm always in awe. Like it makes me feel different when I see every single household with bars on it. it makes me feel definitely less left safe. And I remember exactly where I am in terms of, of crime and safety. Like it's not the same at all. Um, you know, most of us are driving vehicles now that auto lock when you get in them, but just little things like that. Uh, are helpful. You know, a lot of times I don't even carry a handbag if I can help it. Although lately I've been carrying one. It's just full of nothing but junk. I feel like I've got a brick, the kitchen sink, everything else in that handbag right now. It, it's full of a lot of junky things. And I was supposed to clean it out this weekend. That was on my list. 
but it didn't quite happen. But in any event, um, I will make sure I get to that a little bit later on. So, yeah. So, you know, um, just take some precautions. I don't think that we're, that burglar bars are ready or where we're at quite yet. But um, what I would say is that definitely uh, there are things that you can do. Making sure there's adequate lighting around your premise is also really, really important. Uh, maybe we need to invite a security company to come on and go through some of these things with you all. But yes, um, you know, everything from, um, I'm surprised that the people even now, you know, in certain areas who do not have, um, who don't have, I'm just checking the schedule, the FIFA schedule for today, sending out my notices. People who don't actually have, um, mm -hmm. People who don't actually have lighting, like adequate lighting around their homes and lighting that is motion sensor. These things are so easy to do in this day and age. I mean, they're relatively easy install. Uh, you know, they have them now with cameras as well. So the camera will detect the motion as well as the light and it'll light it up. Listen, security is important. You know, I've even gone as far as, um, you know, I've always, I've had a dash cam for many, many, many years now, but I have gone as far as installing a dash cam that even when I'm not in the car, if it detects motion, it starts recording. I'll tell you one day, but the, the person in the neighborhood who um, made me have to invest in additional car security after they damaged my vehicle, because she was one of those people who didn't want to pay, uh, didn't want to pay people back. And so she was called out and her solution to it was come banging on my door, cursing, carrying on. And then between her and her husband throwing rocks at my car. And then the police were like, oh, well, we see a car going by, but we can't say for certain that it was them. I said, okay, we're going to solve that problem real quick. Updating of all security cameras to 4K with additional lighting capability that now catches the public road. Because apparently the public road doesn't have security cameras that you can rely on. Mm -mm. Listen, when, when we talk about the national ID, which we're going to talk about here in a second, I am all for putting things in place that make our lives um, safer. And I don't, I, I will give up a little bit of my personal security and my personal rights to make that happen. So I don't care if I'm on a public road and there are cameras on a public road. Record all you want. If I'm in the bushes doing something I shouldn't be doing, well, I guess I'll end up on CMR. Like the lady falling over the wall, drunk in, in modern town. Remember the civil servant having sex with somebody in the bushes or whatever the heck she was doing? You know, if you're going to do certain things in public, whether you inebriated or not, <clears throat> in this day and age, you take a chance of anybody recording it. So put up the security cameras, I say, on every single street in the Cayman Islands, there should be security cameras. Mm -hmm. I'm all about it. Um, I think that, you know, we have to recognize that in the name of greater safety and everybody's like, Oh, did you read 1984? The book by um, George Orwell. I'm like, yes, I read it in 1984. Not quite, but <laughs> yes, I read it way back in, in high school, which would have been the 1990s. And I'm like, so what? I'm, I'm not really this concept of big brother snooping on you, you know, <sighs> Overly exaggerated, but to be honest, if you don't really have anything going on and doing anything that you shouldn't be doing, then 
You know, why are you overly concerned about what Big Brother's doing? Yes, there are protections in place that should be in place with all of these things uh, when it comes to data protection and so on. But we live in a technologically driven community where, believe me, um, like I was saying to someone yesterday in America, pretty much anything that I want to find out about someone, I can I can put on my detective hat or I can actually hire a professional detective and find out. There are databases that as soon as you update your phone number and other contact information, I could get that information if you live in the States. Believe me, you. I keep a watch on certain individuals all the time. Even when you think you buried your criminal record, you might have buried the details of it. Like maybe I can't actually see the file, but I can see the incident. I can get a mugshot and so on. So, you know, I think that people have this sense of this uber privacy that they're trying to protect, which is really a false security blanket, to be honest. Um, Miss Morna says <clears throat> bars is like a death tra trap. Not only bars, <clears throat> sorry, but also, um, you know, even people who have garages, you know, that's one of the safety hazards of having a garage is oftentimes a vehicle can get into trouble in a garage, such as, um, you know, fires and so on. And they're more dangerous than most people realize. Brother Paul is joining us. He's back home in uh, Bermuda. So good to see you, Paul. Thank you so much. Jonathan says, I don't know about giving up my little bit of rights. Um, give them an inch and they will take a mile. Well, I, I want to know, um, first of all, Jonathan, what rights you think you have and um, what are you afraid of? What mile do you think they're going to go to is the question. If you're involved in illegal activity, I do hope you know that there are certain things that they can do to be able to find out what you're up to in any event. Uh, you know, when people say to me that my my phones are being tapped and monitored. I had a lady calling me some months ago about that. They've tapped her phone. I've never even heard of this woman in my life. I'm like, why would the authorities be interested in tapping your phone? Is there some sort of illegal activity that you're involved in that nobody seems to know anything about? And she was very, very adamant about this. And then um, a bit later, she called and said, oh, it was a mistake that something else is going on. I was like, woman, I hate to break it to you, but I've never heard of you. Um, and not to say that I've heard of all hardcore criminals in this country, but if you were in the police's radar, I think you'd know why, right? And it's not a situation where they're just going to randomly be snooping on you for no reason at all. Morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. How are you doing? Not bad. How are you? Compliments of the season. Yes. Thank you so much. It's tis, tis the season. Good. All right. Catch this. Uh -huh. Now, a number of years ago, my blood friend, May God bless his soul. He passed away now. Uh -huh. He called me and he said, Hey, can you imagine they're breaking my house? Now the man's a police officer. Uh -huh. And guess what? They cracked the window uh -huh. and pulled that pull little notch, push up the window. And his uniform is hanging just across from the window. Oh and they God. could see his uniform. <laughs> they can see his uniform. Push up the window and get in the man's house oh no respect no respect no, no can you imagine yeah that so he told me he know for years that i i did well then before i came to from cayman mm -hmm. from jamaica come to Cayman. that was my first trade because i went to industrial training school and that's my first trade so 
He said, what? He said, can you make some burglar bars for me? So I go ahead and made these burglar bars. Mm -hmm. I don't care who, who want to say, who want to make him and look like a ghetto in making burglar bars. But guess what? Mm. Ever since I put burglar bars on my house, but the one in my bedroom, I have a string on it with hinge. So if should in case of fire, I just swing it open, but I have a big padlock on it. Yes. So I can just open the padlock, but the keys are right anyway. Next. So in case of emergency, I can open and swing but, and but jump don't, up. don't you think, um, two, two questions I have for you. If you have something in your house that people are motivated enough to get, do you really think a burglar bar is going to stop them? Uh-oh. Hello? Sure. You think it's going to stop them? Of course. How how is it going to stop them? Because you know burglar bars can be removed the same way that they're installed. My burglar listen, I I build my burglar bars. You can oh you're gonna get off. It's not well I mean, I mean if I if I had a the same way you installed it, the same tools you use to installed it, you can take it off. <laughs> I mean, if I had a blowtorch I mean, or you know, it might take me a little bit more time, but my point is you can, if someone is really motivated to get in your house, a burglar bar isn't going to stop them. I'm a, I'm a welder. You can't get to it from outside. You have to come inside my house to get to it. Okay, we might have to take you on as a challenge. <laughs> you find the right person with the right expertise, um, a burglar bar isn't going to stop them. I guess people might see it as a deterrence in the sense that if you're looking at two houses, one over on the right, one on the left. The one on the right has the burglar bars and the one on the left doesn't. You're probably going to go to go, the one on the left. But Go next know, door. Don't, if, go next if, door if don't, everybody don't. then has burglar bars, um, does that seem to be an effective option? Um, you know, I don't know. Go next door. Go next door. That door I won. Don't come to mind. You're going to take a lot of time. <laughs> I, I guess the other option that people can do here is um, they can actually just put on um, hurricane shutters. You know, we do have a lot of people who will have different types of shutters um, that they can actually put. It's, it's it's more aesthetically pleasing. It's not quite to have these grill bars on. And they can be, I would say, you know, hurricane shutters can be probably just as, um, they can be just as, as you know, effective in terms of how hard they are to take off. All right, Carla, thank you for those comments. Appreciate it. Yes. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, my dear. Thanks. All, All right. right. So, um, are burglar bars going to be the solution for us? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of not really thinking so. But I think at, at this particular point in time, there are many, many options that you can deploy outside of needing burglar bars yet. You know, this concept of a home invasion isn't, uh, that doesn't happen that often. And there are people who are normally targeted, such as number sellers, because people know they can't be taking all that money every weekend. If they make 50 grand for the weekend, they can't just take that and bank it. So they're the ones who are more at risk uh, than anybody else for that sort of thing. People watch, lay weight them in their yards and stuff because they know they walk around with a bag of money. Uh, the last robbery, last armed robbery that we're aware of, you know, is the police didn't really say much about it. The one in North Side that occurred, that was because that was an incident where um, people, there were gamblers. Um, I don't know if it's a specific gambling house or if they were just gambling 
uh, in the yard. But um, that was a situation where that robbery was directly related to gambling. So, you know, when the police talk about the fact that um, these things happen and, you know, they, 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 they kind of know what's going on. So they know that those persons were involved in, in gambling. So they didn't put a whole lot of details into that one. Uh, but rest assured that that's exactly what that was. Uh, you know, sometimes it's also a question of um, common sense. Like the guy who was selling the, uh, purchasing the vehicle and um, he then decided to take cash with him for the purchase of the vehicle. I couldn't even believe that. I was like, who on earth takes cash with them? To me, that was, listen, you would never get me to purchase any high ticket item with cash. What? I must go and take cash at the bank? Oh, hell no. You give me your bank account details, hand me the transfer documents, um, and we do it that way. You know, if I need to go with you to the DMV, because maybe you don't trust me, because we do live in that kind of crazy world, then, you know, it is what it is. We do it in real time. But I'm not bringing you cash, and I'm not meeting you at some random parking lot uh, when I don't even know you. You know? And make sure that you have phone contact and phone communication with people. Just don't be messaging them through these online classified websites and thinking that that's enough. No, link them to a phone number. Take it, take it off the website. Like they can message you. They're interested in the product. I think it comes through to your email in any event. And then say, yeah, provide me with your phone number and contact number and you WhatsApp each other so that you actually have created a uh, paper trail when it comes to that transaction. And no, honey child, I need a name and bank details uh, also for KYC reasons so that I can order you a bank draft for this purchase. Walk in with cash? No, my love. And I'm kind of curious, the police didn't go into any degree of details uh, about that incident, but I'm kind of curious if the um, actual robbers ended up saying to him, oh yeah, bring cash for the transaction because that should be a, a big clue right there that you don't want to be walking with cash. No. Don't go around purchasing stuff with cash. You go and you look and you say, okay, I want it, yes or no. Draft up a little contract, as, as simple as that sounds. Right now, I have a young lady who reached out to me on Saturday who's begging me to help her because she purchased a car from a school teacher. Hear this joke. We're going to um, resort to trying to get him sorted out, um, you know, a little bit later on. But um, we uh, need her, her to get her money back because she purchased the vehicle and the vehicle never even worked. And I thought to myself, do consumers not know in this day and age to get a mechanic to look over a vehicle? I mean, it does, it does seem to me that common sense is lacking. Is it not? What? Really? You're buying a vehicle. You, you test drive the vehicle yourself. And if it's an older vehicle, especially, or you, if you have any, any concerns, then by all means, have a mechanic look over the vehicle for you. Now, the fact that he's a school teacher and he has refused to give this woman her money back 
is a little bit disturbing, but don't worry. We're going to be on him this week and see if we can't help her get her, her money back. Mr. Hugo, please pay this woman her money back. We'll be in contact with you. School teacher. Mm, mm, mm. These people have no scruples, but don't worry. We got your picture. We got a picture of the vehicle. We got the contract. We have everything. We'll be in touch with him a bit later on. I really try to give people the opportunity to do the right thing, although they haven't, before, you know, they're they're plastered, uh, plastered publicly on CMR. You know what is so ironic? On Friday, I think I told you guys this, that we, we're not in the debt collection business. Uh, we try to help consumers who feel like they have no other choice. But we're not going to be doing that um, for businesses. And then just as I told you guys that after the show on Friday, a business called me and said, oh, you know, we have a delinquent list and we'd like to put it up on your website and on your platform. How are you going to charge us? I'm like, no. I said, did you listen to the show today? They're overseas. I don't think they listened, but I said, no. As it turns out, we're going to say no to you loan to payday style businesses. You need to have your affairs in order. Maybe y'all create, maybe y'all get together as a team of businesses and create a website portal of your own. Um, I'm sure it'll go viral in no time. So take take the business advice from me. And you set that up where that's how you will fish out <clears throat> these people who don't want to pay, uh, who don't want to pay back their loans. But um, CMR is about the people's business. And we have a lot of, uh, of things to be doing. So Aliano says, I'm sorry, <clears throat> but it's a never ending issue. And we think giving up our freedom, which we never had, is going to fix this. No, this hot potato problem Passing the buck mindset is only making things worse. So Jonathan says, any of my rights is my pride. Okay, well, pride becomes before the fall. Aliano says these extra services, or services going to compile and create extra costs. And as we come, as we can on this island already, it makes cost of living worse. Mm, in fact, I think Aliano, the opposite is going to happen. It's going to streamline a lot of things and save money. I know y'all are, anything that's different in new technology, which isn't new technology, has been around forever, really seems um, to make people think very oddly. And your thinking isn't always logical, Aliana, because there's a lot of cost savings that will come from the ability to, for government agencies to even cross-reference and share information, which you will authorize uh, them to do, but still. It's a time saving. One time is money. And for some of us, that's exactly, you know, time is money. Um, I dare say that. Um, <clears throat> all right. Flo keeps calling me. Listen to this. Hello. Watch this. Hi, pleasant morning. Yes. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Rosanna and I'm calling from Flo. How are you doing this morning? I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Awesome. I'm doing great myself. Thank you very much for asking. Mm -hmm. And I really do appreciate it. Wonderful. So you guys have been calling me for weeks on end now. And every time I pick up the phone, the call gets disconnected. And this is the longest oh. that it stayed on. So I'm actually on a live radio show right now. But if you can tell me how I can help you now that I've finally reached a live person, let's just get this done. <laughs> now that you've reached me, I should All say. Right. How can I help? Okay, so this call 
calling. You're, I'm calling to speak with Sandra, right? Are yes. Sandra? Yes. Okay, Miss Sandra. So I'm calling regarding to your flow account. Mm-hmm. Your presentation. Just yes. And what I'm, what I'm going to tell you is not going to come as a shock to you, right? But this particular number that you're calling me on, and I'm assuming it's the account that's supposedly linked to this number, is actually an account that should have a credit on it, and there should be no need for you to call me. So if you're calling me, that means that there's an error on your side, and I'm going to tell you why I know that that's the case, because this is actually a comp number with no bill linked to it. So you've been trying to reach me for weeks on end, for no legitimate reason, because there should be no bill linked to this account whatsoever. I've emailed you guys about this before, and you've still been calling me incessantly for the last two weeks. It's just that every time I answered, it would get disconnected. So go ahead and tell me what bill I supposedly owe. All right, so this call was sent to me just now. So I pulled your account here, and yes, so I'm seeing that there's a credit on this account. So mm-hmm. this is supposed to be a repeated call. So I'm going to send it over because you do not owe anything presently due to the query that is on your account, all right? So I'm going to make this note here now for you. So you'll stop um, You'll stop calling now. <laughs> you guys will it's definitely. You dial the number, Miss Sandra. The call sent out to us via a dialogue. So what I am going to do, I'm going to send it over now. Yes. That this is a, 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 a mistake. That there's a credit on mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I'm going to do that now for you. All right. Right, so thanks a lot for speaking. Yes, I appreciate it. And I'm glad it finally stopped um it finally stopped disconnecting because at least we could speak to each other finally. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. All right. And I'm happy that the service is not disconnected myself, right? Yes, so that would have been another mess. Note. Right. Right. So thanks again for speaking with me today. Okay. And your agent was Rosalind Miss Sandra. Have yourself a blessed day. Okay. Remember, thanks. you can feel free to reach out back to us at Flow, which is at one eight hundred eight zero four two nine nine four, and an agent will be happy to assist you. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks very much. Okay. You're welcome. Take okay. Bye bye. Lord, at least I was finally able to speak to her because these phone calls were really truly getting on my nerves. Um, calling me for credit, but their system must think I owe them money. What a mess. Anyway, um, uh, uh, yes. Uh, mm, mm. Yeah, Flow needs to bring a Sherry Ann says outsourcing flow, jobs flow. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that that Flow does need to bring these things back to Cayman, but I don't know um, that that would actually help this because this is a computer glitch and I don't know why the system thinks that I owe it money when it's actually credit on file. But anyway, um, I don't know what to tell you. You know, speaking of outsourcing of jobs, Sherry Ann, I was saying to, um, I was watching, there's a Jamaican guy who is a, um, he's a comedian. Um, what's his name again? Um, can't think of his name right now, but he's, he's an influencer. That's a broader term for what he does. And so he went into a new call center that was set up in Jamaica somewhere. And I was thinking to myself, why can't K-Man have call centers? I mean, I know they're not the best paying jobs in the world, but for people who have relatively zero skills, um, you know, a lot of times they do offer sort of an initial job opportunity. And they seem to be very, very popular in, um, in Jamaica. So I think... Why not 
have one here. We can bring all those jobs back to Cayman. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, it's a concept and this idea that I think somebody here should really jump on and offer, set up the first call center before you know it, we'll be taking jobs and people. Probably not people in India because they're very technically advanced. Like they have the technical knowledge. And although the English might not be the best, if their English is half decent, they get the job done. Um, you know, but yeah, maybe somebody should set up a call center here. Uh, John says, well, I see countries where home invasions are common and all of them have bars in the windows. So apart from my camera, I put them on as well. I don't feel safe anymore, unfortunately. So I have to protect my family and myself somehow. But I mean, the concept that home invasions is anywhere near being common here, that's not even a thing. I mean, I literally could count the number of times probably in one hand that we've had a home invasion in Cayman. Um, in fact, so that's, if, if you're protecting yourself from home invasions with a burglar bar, that's not, <laughs> that's not going to help you. Uh, most, most criminals in Cayman tend to be very, very lazy. They're not going to go to a lot of work. So if they see you have things up like a camera, it will be an immense deterrence to them. And cameras tend to provide you with, um, immediate, um, you know, evidence of what you need. And in fact, in this day and age, folks, all the cameras are, um, I shouldn't say all cameras, but a lot of cameras have the ability to notify you on your smartphone. So you'll see them trying to crawl through the window. You'll see them casing the parking lot or whatever. Um, you know, if you're away from home, if you're at home and you're sleeping at night, then obviously you'll see it a little bit um, later on. But yes, that type of evidence is really important. So someone says, good morning, Miss Sandra. My friend lost her $75 inside of Price Right or in the parking lot on Friday evening, and no one has returned it to customer service. But she said she believes it's inside the store that they may pick her pocket. What kind of pocket she has that they could pick so easily? I tell you, I'll stop walking around with cash. That's your best bet. Um, I, again, I've never even heard of people here really pickpocketing people and nothing's impossible, but I, I would find that really difficult to believe that somebody picked her pocket. Now, if the money was hanging out of her pocket, uh, maybe it just fell out and somebody picked it up and didn't turn it in. I mean, that's people find money all the time. Don't turn it in. Um, so that's possible, but I doubt it was a pickpocket type of situation. And again, if you're someone who's going to walk around with cash, at least secure your cash. One of the reasons I don't walk around with cash is I'm actually very careless with money. I, I forget that I have money. Sometimes I go my bag, I'm like, oh, where did that $50 bill come from? Hmm, what, what was that linked to again? Did somebody pay me for something? Like I'm trying to trace back where the money even came from because, you know, I don't tend to, you know, take out cash and businesses who need me to pay them cash. Um, I don't frequent as often if I can help it because I'm just not walking around with money. And so, yes, I'm one of those people. I'll just throw it in my handbag and months later I find it. I go, wow, how is it that this even showed up here? So um, I had some money over the weekend. Somebody gave me money. Who was that? Oh, yes. Someone on Friday gave me some money. And so I gave my husband $50 on Saturday because he claimed he needed gas money. He's a person that anytime I see cash, he's like, give it to me and I'll, I'll, I'll hold it for you. 
And then I had another $50 in my pocket. I put it in my pocket, but I make sure I got deep pockets and I push it all the way down. And I went to lunch on Saturday by myself and I paid cash with the lunch. And then I have whatever is left of the $50. You got to be careful with money. Money drops out of your hand. It falls out, you know, but have they been pickpocket? I mean, I'd find that hard to believe. Lucille, good morning. Says, good morning, my Sandy. You will have to give Denny a job in the studio for himself in the morning. I love his comment, but he stayed too long, Sandy. I do not know what purpose the ship is coming to Cayman because it is no benefit to the taxi drivers. I know what it is. Uh, I was in the business. Love you all. Stay safe. Morning to Brother Louie joining us from Detroit. Says even a sign from a security company. Good morning, Sandra and CMR family. Happy Monday. So Louie is saying even putting up a sign from a security company to let people know that your property is protected is something that uh, is very useful. Yes, listen, I was saying, Criminals tend to be very, very lazy. They're going to pick the home with the less trouble. So if you have a dog and they hear the dog barking, they're not going to be bothered with that. If you have a security system, hear this now, there's some doorbells that allow you to have dogs barking when you don't necessarily even have a dog. (laughs) So y'all need to look into technology. Technology is an amazing thing. Everybody now has a ring camera, but what a lot of y'all don't do is you're not subscribing to the ring service. So when something happens, right, that subscription allows you to have it saved in the cloud. You can quickly download it, send it to the police, transfer it, all that kind of stuff. Dash cams that record. You know, we have a lot of people going into people's vehicles now and stealing stuff out of the vehicles. Well, I'm not going to say you can't get into my vehicle. You can get in, but the camera is going to record and it's going to send it to the cloud And, you know, these are the technological things that people need to start investing in. And it's hardwired. So it's not a situation where they're like, oh, I'll just unplug it. And they think that that's going to solve the problem. Think technology. Burglar bars are old school. And some of y'all might think that that's the only way. But at the end of the day, there are actually better options. Uh, So someone says a simple carjack will pry the bars open. Anyone could simply install wireless security cameras for way less than burglar bars would cost. And there is also not just unsightliness of burglar bars, uh, like I said, but there is actually the cost factor as well. Because, um, yeah, burglar bars, that steel has got to be expensive. Um, So this lady says, it would really be a big help if the guy pays me back. I need to buy medicine and pay my room. Big help, really. So he owes her, let me see, $3,800 for a Volkswagen Beetle that she purchased from him that never worked. And he promised to pay her back. Shall we call him this morning? Normally, I don't do this on a Monday morning. I feel like Mondays is our Rewind Monday. We're getting into what happened over the weekend. But by show of hands, who would like me to call this school teacher this morning to see when he intends to pay this money back? Um, Within 24 hours, the car was not even working. So it was $3,800, but she only paid $2,000 initially. And then when she found out the car wasn't working, he claims that he'd pay her back. Shall shall we call him? Y'all let me know what you feel for on this beautiful Monday morning. Um, Shantiful, Shan, is that how we're pronouncing this? Shan says, good morning, Sandy. Thanks for keeping us informed. Have a blessed week. Stay safe. Richard and Shan says to call him. Anybody else? Shall we call him? All right, Mr. Hugo. 
Hmm. Okay. Let's give him a call. Mm-hmm. If he's a school teacher, he might be working. But let's see. You know that half the time now they don't even want to answer the phones and we call them. But we got your digits, honey, chill. Hello. Hi, good morning, Mr. Hugo. Morning. Yes, Sandra Hill here. How are you? I am well, thanks. Good. I'm contacting you on behalf of Miss Leanne. She purchased a Volkswagen Beetle from you. She paid down on a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, two thousand dollars. Right. Yes. And she used to pay. She used to pay me the rest, or she used to wait until I sell the car. She well, totally understands that. She has indicated that the um, vehicle didn't work from the onset. And um, no, it, you actually uh, indicated that you'd be paying her back? I I thought I would, I would pay her back when the car is sold. Why does she have to wait when the car is sold, when you sold her non-working vehicle? No, I didn't sell her a non-working vehicle. I sold her the vehicle. And then I, I tried, uh, the AC wanted working on, and she was going on and carrying on. So it so the thing broke down. You, you, mm -hmm. you think that you can sell a non working car to somebody else? I mean, obviously, you hoodwinked I her. did not sell a non working car, ma'am. I sold a car. She understood that I was working on the car from before. And that's, I, I explained my process. I, I take a car, I fix it up, and I sell it. It was not a non working car. It is still working. It's just an AC that I wanted to fix. Before I give it, um, after I took it back from her, uh -huh. and it, it still works. So I you, don't know what you're saying. So about. a vehicle that stopped working in 24 hours, you think is a working car? It didn't stop working in 24 hours, ma'am. It hasn't stopped working yet. Uh, so what's your um, what's your position, ma'am? This is Sandra Hill from Cayman Mall Road. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Um. Um, Let, um, yeah, so yeah. you're you're intending to sell a vehicle to somebody else? No, I did not, ma'am. I did not intend to sell. To no, sell I'm asking that, you. You, that you just working. said that you just said that you're going to, um, you're going to sell it. So she must wait on you. The question is, you don't think five All months? Right, listen, is... listen, ma'am. Listen. Um, I told her my position. She she knows that we spoke to the law. Everything. She will she will get paid when the vehicle is sold. That's the position that we're at now. All right. Okay, have you put the car up for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm wondering if he's even put the car up for sale. This poor woman is sending me hospital photos of um her in the hospital. Let me see where is this? Is this in Cayman? You know, the woman says she needs her money. So he has a um let me try and get get this story straight you know let's see if we can get this story straight hello hi miss leanne yes ma'am good morning good morning sandra here so we just called, Hi, Sandra. Yes, ma'am. We just called Mr. Hugo and he mm -hmm. says that you know the situation with the vehicle, that it's it's a working vehicle according to him. And that mm -hmm. um he told you that he's going to when he sells the car, he'll then pay you back. 
So tell us exactly um, what transpired with this vehicle when you purchased it from him. He cleans, you were told that he was working on it? No, ma'am. Um, that's That's been what he's saying to everybody. Mm -hmm. So I have this conversation with him and I can send the screenshot. Mm -hmm. He delivered he delivered a car to me 10 o'clock in the evening mm -hmm. and he said uh, it's working and I during that time I'm practicing also driving mm -hmm. I told him okay is this car good to go and he said yes the only thing that is not working is the aircon the AC so I'm okay with that but I say I will have my driving lessons um, toward its east end so that's going to be far and then he said is it okay to drive and then he said yes so uh, from from spruce lane uh, we start driving in the morning because I, I have the car at 10 o'clock in the evening mm -hmm. so the next day morning so I asked my instructor to come with me but then again when we started driving the car uh almost five minutes away from my house it broke down in highway yes it broke down so i called him and i showed him pictures sir the car broke down mm -hmm. so he said you know you know it overheat and we showed we showed him the pictures of the signals and he said it needs only coolant and blah blah and he said okay i'm coming so, so he went to us First time that you're driving it that it breaks down. Yes, first time, first time, yes, first time. And then he said he went there. We forced him to go there, and he bring coolant, and then he drive it to the garage. And then that this is more than five months ago. And I said, okay, Mister Hugo, if it's 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 impossible, just bring me back the money because it's my right because mm -hmm. I paid it in cash. I am I am the buyer, so he cannot force me to okay. What if he sold the car two years from now? So that means I will have to wait for two years before he will pay me. Yeah, and I mean, five you know, months to I, sell a car. Yes. I doubt he's even, yes. he's even listed it. So where's the car yes. right now? It's with him. So it's with has, him. he has the car. Wow. Yes, he has the car. He has the car. It's not with me. I even asked him before calling him, okay, if you really cannot... Uh, uh, pay me, give me back the car and I will fix it. But he doesn't communicate with me. So I've decided because now I don't have money also for the repair. I'm broke. So I said, okay, just give me. And then when I went to the hospital, he said, okay, well, I will try to uh, give you 500. But then when I follow up 500, he said, he, you keep messing it up when I tried communicating with you and you keep messing it up. Because um, it's it's very frustrating, Miss Sandra. What does he mean he, that you, he's saying you keep messing it up? Because uh, I told him, it, I, I he said that I'm like, okay, if you do not, if you do not um, give me the money, mm -hmm. I told him I will, I will have no choice, but I will report you to Miss Sandra because I think they're very helpful. And then he said, see, what's that's what I mean. Every time I try to 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 communicate, your, you you keep messing it up. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. But mom, I mean, he also wants to get the original papers from me. I said, no, you already have the copy. I mean, everything he's throwing yeah, everything to if me. He does that, then you have you have nothing. Yeah, so, I have nothing. Yeah, I have nothing. And and he said that you know I cannot sell the car because the papers are with no, you. No, so no, it's no, 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 his. No, no. That's a lie. Yes, because he he can sell the car. And then when yes. it's time to hand over the money and do the transfer, 
the person yes. would give you the money and you can go with them to do the transfer. Wow. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And now he and he's a school and teacher. And then he said he's a school he's um I think primary teacher, elementary teacher at John Gray. And he said that um uh, I threatened him by sending him pictures of me with a gun. I said, no, where's the proof? I said, you know, those are my training when I was, that was years ago. And in my WhatsApp, I just changed my profile picture. So he's trying to throw things at me, Misanda. For me, just pay me. We're done. Just I even asked the pastor, because I really want to do it peacefully. I really asked my pastor in church, can you please, because it was his neighbor. And then same thing he told him. That, you know, uh, uh, I told him that the car, that the real condition of the car, it, it's, it's not true, Miss Sandra. Why would, and I have, and I have witnessed during that day when the car broke down because the Filipino guy and one Costa Rica guy came to me and then he even, yeah, and he even, I know that he even gave me a rent a car to use for one week because he said it will be assorted for one week. So I accepted that rent a car because I really need a car. But then after that, he got we surrendered the rent for the car. And after that, no communication at all. He would only message me when I started. Okay, I will report to the police or I will file a complaint at the government office or whatever. And then he said, that's my threat. And I keep on messing it up. Because he, I mean, even 500, 200, 100, he did not give me. It's, it's 2,000, Miss Sandra, you know? Yeah, yes. and he's very, he's very good. He's very good in twisting the story and making me feel like, you know, I'm pressuring him so much. But it's been more than five months, Miss Sandra. It's been more than five months. I've given him enough. Well, I agree. Yeah. We just tried to call him and he was actually, once he mm. discovered, he's like, who, who is this? Um, he basically yeah. claimed that the car is working. And you understand the situation that once a car gets sold, that's when you'll get your money mm -hmm. back. I don't know why it would take any vehicle to, you know, six, um, going into six months yeah. to get sold. Yeah. The, the, so, yes, you know, as I said to you, we try to contact these individuals to give them an opportunity to really mm -hmm. um, do the right thing. And then yes, once they don't, then unfortunately, you know, we're going to go ahead and put them up on, on social media. And it doesn't seem like he's interested in doing the right thing. That's the thing that's a little bit different about this man, mm -hmm. um, he doesn't seem like mm -hmm. he's interested. So um, we'll post him up on Facebook and see what happens. I mean, this man obviously works for government if he works for John Gray High School. Yeah, um, yeah. And he should really try to get it together. Very, very unfortunate. Yes, yes, mom. And I have my witnesses also. I have my conversations, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he cannot throw things so at me I and think, I have them. I think he, did you test drive the vehicle when you purchased it? You said he brought it to you late at night, and I have to wonder. Yeah, yes. He brought it to me 10 o'clock, so I saw him driving it, and I said, because it's too late. So I said, okay, is it good to go? And then he said, yes, okay, because tomorrow morning I will I will uh, use it. So it's less than 24 hours when it broke down, less than 24 hours. That's why I immediately called him, this car is not working, because I think, I believe it, if it's more than 24 hours, I might have a problem, you know, like maybe it's my fault. That's why it broke down. So it's 10 o'clock evening, he delivered the car. So it was running from his place to my place. I think it's only like 15 minutes away. 
So he parked it in my previous house. So after that, in the morning, so when we use it for my driving lesson, supposed to be 10 minutes away from my house, it broke down, overheat and everything. The only issue that he was saying is the AC, the only issue. Because if, if the issue is like that, I will not use it until East End for driving lessons. Because mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a student, it's, it's going to be a problem for me as well. Wow. Yeah. Um, and what, yeah. what kind of work yeah. do you do here, um, Leanne? What's your work? That you do? Um, yeah. During that time, I'm I'm a recruiter. Okay. Yeah, but now, yeah, but now, um, um, I will have to exceed the island also because my 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 son is sick and my husband has a bipolar disorder and I need to go home as an emergency but i don't want to tell them because if they know that i'm leaving the island they will not give me the money well you're 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 on air so he might now know but what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and um and post him up we gave him an opportunity um obviously he's Mm -hmm. with a lot of excuses now i'm just trying to Mm -hmm. clarify his full name um, um uh, he is known he is known as mr hugo but uh-huh. on that paper on yeah. that paper the that that's what he that's what he wrote yeah so, so he seems to have some other is that y l y n i think U-U-Y-L- so i i you i don't know what that is you yeah i i didn't i yeah i didn't have um a chance to get an id from him actually because we used to be friends because when I first came here on the island, you know, they helped me as well. I mean, gave me advice. That's why I let it, you know, for five months, six months. I was, I have, you know, these this messages begging, begging, begging for him. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. I really don't want to go there. Like this reporting. So, but keeps on ignoring me, rejecting my call, and then said, I will call you when I have the money. So, there. He wants me to feel like on his time, I, I will get paid on his time, on his terms, not on my terms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And what's the type of vehicle? It says something beetle. I can't make it that first. Yeah, it, 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 it's in the, it's on the, it it's a new, Volkswagen. It says new no. beetle, but I don't know what new means. It's obviously not new. For no, it, it, I think it, it was yeah it was it was an old and then also some of my friends oh my god you were i mean you you agreed to pay this amount i mean you can just get it for such amount but i said no it's okay no problem because i thought that he really fixed it well because when he was sending me pictures it looks nice Mm. yeah well we'll post them up and see if you can get your your two thousand dollars back um, two thousand, yeah, two thousand, yeah. Maybe you've learned some important lessons. Um, I know, you know about uh, making a mechanic yeah. check it out. Don't don't take delivery of things like this late at night. Like it's very strange. That yeah, like, yes. You know, yeah. Things done because I was waiting. Darkness normally have yeah, some other reason. I, I, I was waiting. I was waiting since morning because he said he's busy or the mechanic is he's waiting for the mechanic and stuff, stuff, stuff. So we started saying he would deliver it in the afternoon. But then again, because of many uncertainties, he was he delivered it at night. So I said, okay, I'm just going to drive it in the morning. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can try 
to call him one last time. And then if he's not cooperative, then maybe we can post just one more. At least now you know uh, the real story. And I can we I can meet him, you know, if he wants to be. Because he's, he's, he's a teacher, he's a teacher. I mean, I still have that, you know, after all what he's done to me. But he, if he's not really cooperative, then by all means we, we post. But at least I told you my story right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Very good. Okay. Thanks okay. very much. Mom Appreciate Sandra. it. Thank you, Mom right, Sandra. Right Thank okay. you so much. Okay, bye. Ay, ay, ay. What a mess. Um, okay. Well, it's come to this, um, Mr. Hugo. Uh, is obviously refusing to pay this money back. He has the physical car. He's trying to hoodwink her a second time and tell her to give him the documents, which that totally isn't necessary for him to sell the vehicle. Uh, It's really unfortunate when people try to take advantage of others. I mean, honestly. Um, And, you know, sometimes you trust people. Like she said, she thought he was trustworthy. She knew him, I guess, probably, I don't know if he's married, his wife, whatever, Um, had given her advice and stuff before. You think people are nice people. But regardless of how nice people are, you should always um, have certain things in place. You have contracts in place. You, you know, test drive the vehicle properly um, during the day, not at night. Don't accept delivery at night. He might have just, you know, jerry-rigged it to get to you. And then look at that. It stops working the first time you drive it. Um, And all of these things, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, Mr. Hugo, but you, you claim that she's going to have to wait on you. And I don't think that that is a um, fair position to put her in, to be quite honest. Uh, why does she have to wait um, five months or 10 months or whatever you get around to deciding to sell the vehicle? And I, I'm willing to bet that Mr. Hugo has not even put the vehicle up for sale. How many, how many of you would want to, if you were a betting person, I'm not really a betting person, but I'm going to put it like this. If, if I was a betting person, I would say that Mr. Hugo All right, folks, um, my apologies for that. Uh, I keep telling y'all this computer is beginning to become a bit of an Achilles heel for me. Um, 
I think we should be back on radio now. And let me just quit Dropbox because it could be Dropbox that's actually causing this issue right now. But yeah, there's a bit of a situation with this computer where it is, uh, it keeps giving me that blue screen of death. I've told you guys about it now. I think it's been happening off and on for a couple months. Um, not to worry. I've ordered a new computer, which should be um, hopefully by next week um, sorted out and in place. This is not this is not necessarily an old computer, and it seems like something is conflicting that keeps giving it what we call in the IT world the blue screen of death. And so, of course, when that happens in the middle of the show, it's not very nice. Morning caller, welcome to the program. Yeah, Sandy, I'm not sure if you know, but you're out. I can't see you yeah, online. I just um I should be hopefully back now. Um, okay, let me yeah, I got that okay. got that blue screen on the computer, so I had to restart. Well, it restarted for okay. me. Let me put it that way. Okay. Um, yeah, so we should be, hopefully, um, should be coming back up now. So, um, do let me know. All right. Uh, apologies for the technical issues. I'm trying to get it sorted out. Uh, someone says launch in radio and Facebook back now. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, the, I just saw the blue screen. Look, everything went. Uh, right in the middle of my show. Mm-mm-mm. Don't worry. Computer, you've been terminated. Not quite yet, but I've already ordered the new one, honey chill. When it comes, it'll take a little minute for Marlon to get everything set back up on it, but hopefully um, we'll have that sorted out by next week. Mm, frustrating technology. So, um, yes, to Mr. Hugo... Um, we'll get you posted up, honey chill. All right, we'll sort him out a little bit later on. Okay, Miss Ravina, Carmely, Mark, Jonathan says we're back. Um, very good. Uh, Cameron says it's crazy how brazen these scammers can operate in Cayman anywhere else in the world. Dot dot dot. Yeah, it's um it is quite shocking the immunity with which they decide to operate. And a lot of it really has to do with the fact that no one is doing anything about it. So when you go to the police, literally they're going to tell you they cannot help you. This is a civil matter. And that's their that's their quick out card, right? They don't have to deal with it. And then, um, you know, most people don't have the resources to go to a lawyer. And a lot of times even lawyers will tell you if it's like two, $3,000, by the time you pay them to recover your money, you're not going to have no money left. So they will tell you that it's not worth their time because they don't, you know, what they're going to charge you, <laughs> they're going to take all your money. So if you're really trying to get the money back, um, hiring a lawyer is oftentimes not the best resort in any event. So um, good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. And why you say his profession is a school teacher? Yeah, he's supposed to be. What? That, that's, 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 that's like me right now. I got to collect $55,000 from that corn artist. Um, what's his name? The geriatric one. Um, John Felder. He hasn't paid my $55,000 in legal fees yet. And I need to get on him because I ain't got $55,000 to be paying nobody. And if he doesn't pay it, I'm the one who's on the hook for it, right? So he's another one um, I need to add to my to-do list to deal with really quick. It looks like I might have to call him too. Don't worry. I hope he know I can find his number. <laughs> and I already got his house address in, in the States, so he better be careful. 
a school teacher and he's so brazen. Mm-hmm. He sounded like a really ill manly. I mean, I ain't calling him anything else, but he sounded really ill manly on, on the conversation side of it. Mm-hmm. So, well, she was supposed to just give him some money and move on. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what a good money. So someone says, as a teacher, he's making a minimum of $5,000 a month. Go to the police. Um, Unfortunately, this is what I was just saying, is when people go to the police, uh, the police will tell them it's a civil matter and they cannot assist. And so to Cameron's point about the caliber of people that we're attracting in this country, you know, it's really, really unfortunate, but a lot of people will come here and this is easy scamming ground. Because if they were doing this in their home country of Jamaica, let me be very frank, the end result for them would not be what it is here, right? No, Here, nobody touches them. Nobody puts their hands on them. They're free to roam the streets of the Cayman, terrorizing people by taking their money. We have another one in court right now. Um, this guy, uh, Garfield Rob, 13 people. They have 12 charges this time, right, in court. This is not his first court time, but the last time the prosecution dropped it because the victims themselves are not being smart. So the victims themselves continue to be hoodwinked by this man because he promises to pay them. And when you enter into a civil agreement with him and he promises to pay, you're tying the hands of the criminal court. So even when the police do try to do something, if you enter into these agreements, oh, I'm going to pay it back and I start paying it, then the courts cannot proceed. And guess what? He went out there and got countless more victims. And rest assured when I tell you that the 12 that they have in court now is a drop in the bucket to the number of people he has scammed in this country. So sometimes the victims themselves unknowingly become part of the problem because of how they handle the situation. He scammed a police officer of 33 years on the force. This guy is good. And he's been scamming people for years. Talking about he's installing shutters and doing all kinds of stuff. And the man not doing nothing, bringing a couple pieces of scrap metal and use material and throw it on your yard. And when you see it there, you think, oh, he's going to start the work any day now. Six months, a year later, he still hasn't done a thing. And then he moves the scrap metal around from one job to the next. Caller, it's it's a mess. And I think that there definitely is more that needs to be done. We'll post Mr. Hugo this morning because his attitude, uh, I think, speaks volumes in terms of what he is prepared to do and not do. And he is a civil servant. Somebody says report him to the deputy governor. I mean, I don't think that the deputy governor will um, do anything in terms of, you know, poor France. He's he's laid up anyway in bed trying to recoup. But I don't think um, that he will do anything in relation to these types of matters. But again, it does certainly speak to the volume of people, not the volume, but the caliber of individuals that we are hiring in the civil service. We're hiring a bunch of con artists and paying them on government dime to, to scam people. Can you imagine? What a mess. Anyway, my dear, thank you very much. So, um, yep, pay, pay the woman back her money. I tell you, I can't even. Some days I just have to really shake my head. Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, 
All right, 936 Bobo is the telephone number 936-2626. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Miss Sandra. Good morning. I just would like to say they need to consider this this whole it, it's, it's gender abuse because all of these things, the, the cars, the this, the that, they're all aimed at females. Mm. You know, mm. all the scamming, every one of them, whatever form or shape, it, it's an abuse of the females. They don't mm. try this with men. And they need to look into these things and find some some serious consequence that would deter them from this mm -hmm. onslaught moment. Mm -hmm. Because they don't try this car business, they don't try this permit business, they don't try these things with men. Yeah, they're definitely less likely to do it with men. But less I, likely. To. Yes, yes. Um, you but, know, but, but remember, the, the remember the one that yeah. um, remember the one that ran away the other day. Um, what was his name again? That we had put up the video. Sherry Ann had gone after him. Well, you might be interested to know that he was renting a the car that he was renting here from uh, a guy who has a car rental business. He left the jurisdiction as we indicated. And um, at no point in time did he actually indicate, he didn't return the car, basically. So the guy was left without his car. No clue what happened to the vehicle. And he just found mm -hmm. it, I understand. Now, this has at least been a week or two that this guy absconded and left the jurisdiction. Um, I mean, he had, he had a, a departure notice from CBC anyway, so he eventually had to leave. But um, he didn't say to the car rental guy, of course, he didn't have any intentions of paying him back. You know, here's your car, um, here are the keys, nothing. It was found at the airport. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yes, so, because what is happening? You have these people else. that, <clears throat> yeah, they're renting these cars. You can get cars to rent $25 for a day. And it looks like they're renting these cars with, under the disguise of owning the cars and, and planning to sell it. Well, he, he, just, he, just that I know. he just no. didn't want, he just didn't want to pay the bill. And right. so, you so, know, it's, it's unbelievable, but this is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. But I just see it now as a, as a target for women more so than men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you women know? are always at risk, uh, more at risk um, of becoming victims of a number of different crimes, including yeah. this type of defrauding, especially when it comes to vehicle. A lot of women don't know um, anything about you know, cars, and if it looks okay, it's exactly shiny so. on the outside, you think it's working, you know? Exactly. Like but I always say, time, once the ignition turns over, I'm good, because I'm like, okay, it's working. Yeah. But of course, that's even more reason why women need to be careful and exactly. uh, really have it checked out properly. Yes. They need to wise up. They need to wise up yeah. and go with somebody that might have knowledge to assist them, mm -hmm. because it's getting worse, and, you know, people have to work hard for their money, and mm -hmm. it, it's, it's me. It's an act of wickedness, you know? Mm -hmm. Have a good yeah. day. All right, my dear. Thanks very much. Yeah, so um, I do agree that women in particular are more vulnerable. Um, sometimes you're better off having a man kind of, I mean, this is horrible to even say because as women, we live in the 21st century. We shouldn't be asking men to go along with us to complete a transaction. But let's be honest, you know, uh, there's a degree of this that seems to have to still happen. Um, as I indicated, there was some degree of trust 
with um, this situation here. You know, she thought she knew the gentleman, and then it turns out that you didn't know him at all. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Um, and and this this is to me. This this is this is a form of a scam. You know, to give someone something that isn't working. Uh, you know, I sold my vehicle. I told you guys this. Um, I sold my Mercedes a couple months ago now. And uh, before I sold it, you know, I did. There were things that I repaired on it because I knew I was going to sell it. And these were like cosmetic things, you know, like the little um, knobs on the steering wheel. Because I use a lot of, I tell you guys, I have very dry skin. So a lot of times I'm using a lot of oils and stuff to try to keep my hands and my skin moisturized. And I'm aware that that um, peels off like the, the lettering on the buttons and that sort of thing. So I had all the buttons in the door replaced. I had the buttons in the steering wheel replaced. Um, you know, there are things like that that I, I would have done. I even had the tops sprayed over. Because I don't want to give someone and it, it did a servicing and there was some sensor that I needed for it. And I ordered that overseas and I had that installed, made sure the mechanic signed off on it. Everything was working. You know, I don't want to give someone a non-working vehicle, definitely one that isn't drivable. And even some of the more minor stuff, the general rule, folks, is buyer beware. So in other words, the onus is on you as the purchaser to make sure that you're buying, when it comes to used goods, that you're buying something that um, is gonna be fit for purpose. Now, when you buy a vehicle, obviously the purpose of it is to be able to drive said vehicle. So, um, you know, Mr. Hugo claims that he's in church as most of these scammers are. Um, and this, to me, this is a form of theft. You have the woman's money, you have the vehicle, you know, I would be curious to know if Hugo has done anything at all to try to sell this vehicle in the past five months. You don't need the document, the transfer documents to sell it. You stick this up on your local classified website, um, sell it. And once someone has agreed to purchase it, then you say to Leanne, okay, meet me at the DMV. The person's going to come. We can do the transfer right? Because she still has that original document. And then we go and we do the transfer and you hand over the cash to her in the same instance. Why would you even want her to give you the transfer document? Seems a bit fishy. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandy. Um, you ever heard about um, out-of-sight warranty? No. Out-of-sight? Okay. No. Yeah. When you purchase a car, mm -hmm. your warranty is until it's out-of-sight. Oh, once it's out of the site, it's no more good. Listen, what a lot of people need to understand, we have a lot of these geriatric uh, mechanics around the island right now. I've seen more mechanics than anything else. Um, uh, one, they need to, if I'm going to purchase a car from you, I'm going to say, look, I'm going to have a mechanic. Uh, they should have some of these mechanics to say, yeah, we'll look at your car. We'll go through your car or the vehicle you're about to purchase, and it's going to be a small fee of $50. You say, okay, upon purchasing this vehicle, if I purchase this vehicle, I will deduct the $50 from whatever, if it's good. If not, I'm not paying it. You have to pay it. All right. Um, just like in the States, when you go um, purchase a vehicle, now you have, you know, you go to Carvana, you can go online and you could check about the, putting the serial number and check on the car, which you can't pretty much do it here. Um, the thing is, this similar thing happened to me 
um, about a year and a half ago. I saw a car on EK Trade and I per- went ahead and, and trusted the person and they said there was nothing wrong with it. This just needed this one thing. And I took it to my mechanic and he kind of overlooked it for a minute and I went ahead and purchased the car. The next morning, um, I went and purchased the stuff that I needed to get for the car. Mm-hmm. And when I went to look, I couldn't find out that it was not that, um, uh, it was not what it needed. It was, uh, I guess the computer needed to be replaced. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to get the computer, of course, it's a expedition or Ford or whatever, the computer, it was not even worth the, you know, it, it would have been a headache because I would have to send that computer off Every computer is like a human anatomy. It matches to that car, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So if you change your computer in that car, that computer has to be programmed for that car. Mm-hmm. You can't just pull a computer off another car and put it to another car. It's like mm-hmm. a DNA. It has a match. Mm-hmm. So I had to get that program and to get the other, well, the four representative to program that, it was going to be an arm and a leg because they ain't cheap, mm-hmm. Right. So I said, you know what? To heck with it. So I called the lady back and I said, look, this is not going to work out because it's going to be more than what it is. What I will do is everything that I purchased for the car, the oil, the extra oil, the spark plugs, the coilovers and all of those stuff, the coil plugs and whatever, I will give them back to you. Just give me back my money. And then if you sell the car, I help you because I know they were struggling. There were some people that were struggling trying to get some extra money. I said, well, if you... Um, sell the car, whatever you, if you make a little extra money, you can give him back the money, but otherwise than not, I need my money back. Mm-hmm. And they're like, she said, well, let me call my husband. I'm like, this is not, this is not, I'm not begging you for the money back. I need my money back because mm-hmm. what you told me you were selling me this car at is not, I need, it's need a lot more. I'm over a thousand dollars and I just purchased this car. Mm-hmm. So I called him back the next day, the same day. And they gave me, I think within 24 hours, they were happy to give me back the money. Mm-hmm. And they no ill will. I car the car right back to their house and drove it there. And I mean, it was drivable, but it was not worth me spending another 1500 to $2,000. Um, the thing of it is, is that you have a lot of people who, she should have known that it was a red flag from time. Um, it, and it's not her fault, but... Look at the red flags. Do you need a mechanic to check your car before you bring it to them? Number one. Number two, you're bringing it at 10 o'clock at night. Another red flag, mm-hmm. right? And number three, she get up in the morning and it's not working. Where is it he's going to spend that money within that night? Because you can't deposit it into the bank mm-hmm. unless he purchased something else. The second thing is the gentleman that left, mm-hmm. um, he left the car at the airport. You forget to say that he mentioned that he left it at the airport. Where did he park? In the parking lot? Apparently. How much did they I, have to pay? Yeah, I was thinking of this as well, because that means now that they've accrued airport fees for God knows how long. So I don't know which, yeah. I don't know if it was long-term, short-term parking. I don't know where he left uh, it. But listen to what I somebody know. else has said. Somebody else says, morning, Miss Sandy. So the car was found. The Uncle Winston had all of his things in the car, including his passport. So maybe the con artist just gone with that Cayman passport too. You can mm-hmm. imagine. So this guy yep. um, was also taking advantage of his elderly uncle, who, in my opinion, was allowing it for a long time, uh, because the uncle now, he, you know, he might be old now, but he wasn't always old and, and naive. 
and he's allowed right. his nephew to take advantage of him. And uh, he was doing a lot of his shenanigans in the name of the uncle's company. Well, so you know, apparently, the, apparently the uncle should now, well, uncle, contact the company. He didn't leave the keys or anything. So, of course, they will now have to go to the expense of trying to rekey the vehicles, I suppose. I don't know how easy a task that is, depending on the vehicle. Uh, that's Well, if it's a key fob, it's it's not that hard to uh, reprogram a key fob. If it's a key it, fob. It depends on the vehicle, um, honey, child. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. And you did not. You did not. And how dare you did not tell me you were selling your BMW? I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm. It's a Merce- I'm, it was a Mercedes, not a BMW. Mercedes, whatever your Mercedes. You didn't tell me you were selling it. But anyways, it was um, mine, honey child. I did not see it. You, you did not have no my road. Yes, sale. I did. I was gonna just ask okay, you to read my road. One nice English guy bought it. Got a good deal too. He's happy with mm-hmm. it. Included, oh, okay. included, that, um, included that beautiful three cam dash cam and all. <laughs> you know what? I if I see it, I go and take the dash cam out. I'm not serious. <laughs> um, but no, the thing, the thing of it is, a lot of people are selling cars nowadays, and you got guys, ladies, you have to be careful. Yeah. Um, of, of purchasing vehicles, mm-hmm. um, because people are, um, I I could almost say if. You think about it, if you're here during a hurricane, even when vehicles are being purchased, mm-hmm. right? You have to look at it that way. Um, people are just buying these vehicles. And just because you see vehicles come from Japan and they say, oh, well, we're bringing these vehicles in from Japan. Mm-hmm. Don't always trust that because I've seen people bring vehicles in from Japan and they want to fix them up to get on the ship. And then when they get here, it's a whole new problem. Mm-hmm. And you have to get, people to go through your vehicle, spend that extra dollar, and if you decide to purchase that vehicle, deduct that money from the purchase. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, listen, if someone's going to sell me a vehicle from now on, they have to say, uh, this, I have to see that a mechanic went through that vehicle. I have to see the receipts of those mechanics mm-hmm. and what the mechanic, what the diagnostic. If you go to a place, if I'm going to sell a vehicle, I'm going to go to a place and get a diagnostic check on the vehicle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to purchase that. If I come to you, Miss Sandy, of course, I'm going to show you. I got this done last week. This is a diagnostic check. This is what it needs. I will. De- I went to, I guess, Parker's or I went to Vamp or uh, whatever, and these are the prices. This is the price that I got. This is the estimate, and this was the charge. I will deduct this if you decide to purchase the vehicle or mm-hmm. I could get it fixed, and this is what I will sell the vehicle at. Plain and simple. I mean, the thing of it is, yes, they're taking advantage of women because God knows if it happened to a certain person, men, you're going to hear that person being charged for assault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is okay. a, this is a um, thing that, um, that people keep saying to me and why people say, you know, Sandy, thank you so much for doing this. Because some people might not like uh, being shamed, named in shame, but the alternative is people are going to start taking matters into their own hands. And it's going to get ugly. don't. But don't get me wrong, you have a lot of women up here that will will go toe-to-toe with some of the guys as well. So I'm not going to say that women are weak. I'm going to say you have some women like Miss Arlene that will go toe-to-toe with you, Mm -hmm. right? The older Caymanian women, they will not back down. They will, hmm, trust me. Mm-hmm. They will get he, one time and switch or something. Yes, trust me. He will yeah. with something. One time and switch or one crowbar or something, whatever they hit, could get their hand on, they will do it. But at the same time, you got you to gotta be careful when it comes to purchasing vehicles. 
um, and and getting things like that and have it in writing. Have it in writing. You know, even if you have a, a, a 30-day warranty on the vehicle, mm-hmm. right? But not an out-of-sight warranty because I purchased a vehicle from a gentleman. He I purchased it the same day, right after I got back my money. And he told me this was wrong. He told me the seats needed to be recovered. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Because I have another vehicle that I don't like to drive up and down on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So I said, I just won't end that one. Basically, all I have to do is run around with 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 a uh, gas truck following behind me because she burns gas fast. Mm-hmm. So I said, I need an uh, everyday vehicle that I could run up and down. He said, well, the seats need to be recovered. I'm like, fine. I went to someone. I said, how much do you charge me to cover the seats? He said, well, $150. I'm like, all right, cool. No problem. And I purchased a vehicle so fast from him that when he came to the bike and looked at it, uh, I looked at it and I drove it around before he brought it to me. And he said, yeah, you know, this is the vehicle. I gave him the money right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And he was so excited. He goes, oh, my God, how am I going to get to work? Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know, but this is my vehicle now. So you have enough money to catch a cab. <laughs> and jokingly, and he goes, all right, fine, no problem. I said, no, go ahead and drive the vehicle because I had a rental vehicle at the time, and I'll come purchase the ve- I'll come pick up the vehicle from you in the morning. Just don't hit it, mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I went and got the vehicle on, and gave him enough time, and 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 that was fine. And unfortunately, because he was a non-national Caymanian, when he went to go deposit the money in the bank, of course, because of the amount, they didn't want to receive the money from him either. So then I had to go back to the bank and explain to the bank that it was me that I got the money from and show them where the money came from, and they accepted it that way. But mm-hmm. people have to, ladies, be careful. Mm-hmm. Learn. There's YouTube. Mm-hmm. All right? There's Google. You can figure out how to do things and learn to um, get mechanics. There's a lot of mechanics. There are diagnostic machines. You can go and get it. Tell them to go get a diagnostic check. And bring that diagnostic check. So one of the most important things, get a diagnostic check. They cannot cheat that. Mm-hmm. Once they bring that receipt in your hand, they can show what's wrong. You could take your time and check and see what it costs to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. And then if it's worth your while, they go from there. But do not just purchase it because they put a, a little paint job on the car and, and armor all the tires and and um, eight seven the engine and put some WD four in the engine and all the engine looks clean yeah okay mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so that's just a word to the wise to the ladies and that's also good for men so I'm not being it, don't generalize it because even though the lady says it's going for gender you have a lot of women who educate themselves yeah. and you have a lot of women who are very naive and then men too because men get caught too right mm-hmm. and naive. And they say oil and water do not mix, right? Mm-hmm. Friendship and money does not mix. Mm-hmm. You want to you wanna ruin a friend? Lend him money. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say, Sammy. Thanks, but my enjoy. dear. I appreciate it. The next car you're selling, tell me. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, yeah, my cars always always go with ease because um, I must admit that, um, you know, I, I take care of a vehicle. I'm not... I know some of y'all men ride vehicles hard, like you're on a racetrack. Um, that's not me. I'm uh, I'm nice and easy. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I believe in taking care of my stuff. Generally speaking, anyway. 
So, um, I mean, again, the general rule is buyer beware. You've got to take precautions to protect yourself. All right, let's move on from con artists because Charlie could take up so many uh, of our time, so much of our time. Miss Ethel says, you're, um, to your caller, so true. Women need to step up too so we don't get taken advantage of. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but a lot of, you know, whether it's house repairs or vehicle repairs, like there's certain things that women may not, and this is a, this is a generalization, but women may not know a lot about. And so when those things happen, here comes men trying to take advantage of them. Can I tell you all a story about when somebody took advantage of me a couple of years ago? And I was really surprised one of my own Caymanians did this, but um, I had a crack in my ceiling. I'm trying to remember what happened. We, oh God, we have, we have sufficient attic space where another person, another family could really live up there. It's a very, very high attic. So anytime uh, we have repairmen come and they have to go up in the attic, like, oh my gosh, you have so much space up here. You know, this is amazing. You could do a second floor. And I'm like, ugh, I'm not into it. Don't worry about all that. But you know, they need to get to the AC ducking and different things in the attic. So a guy came over. We've actually had several people step through our ceiling. <laughs> I mean, it's happened about four times now. And anytime people go up there, I'm like, listen, you step through the ceiling, you hurt yourself. Don't be looking at me for no paycheck. You need to walk carefully. I don't go up there myself. That's Marlon's domain. There's nothing in the attic space for me, okay? And um, so somebody went up there and stepped on something I believe was this time. And so there was a crack. Once somebody almost fell through completely, and thank God they didn't, because they would have landed on my glass um, breakfast table which I've had for umpteenth years. I brought it from when we moved from our apartment. I love that little round table. That's where we eat most of our meals instead of in the formal dining area. And it was right over that close to the light fixture. I was like, oh God, thank God they didn't come through the second floor. And they were all bruised up for a little bit too. And then we had a guy who stepped through. Um, I think that might've been the AC guy. He stepped through in the laundry. We had a guy step into the, the closet. I mean, it's just, you gotta be careful when you walk, like you walk on the beams. Don't step on the ceiling itself. Anyway, so um, this guy needed to repair, you know, so I call this guy. He's a Caymanian, older guy. It's mostly one of the best sheetrock people in Cayman. Supposed to do great knockdown work, sheetrocking, whatever. So here I am now calling him and saying, hey, you know, I know your brother. I know this one. This one recommended you, blah, blah, blah. I need this done. So he quoted me a price. I didn't think too much about it. And I said, yeah, okay, come and do it. Cause I just want this thing fixed. So when I told my husband about it, cause a lot of times I'll just be like, honey, I'm just going to have this fixed. I'm going to have this done, you know? And then he said, how much, how much is it costing me? Or how much is it costing? And then I'll say, and he's like, that sounds a little bit expensive. Don't you think? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know the price of these things. I'm like, is it? So I said, you know what? I spoke to, um, I think it was Kevin. I think I might've said it to Kevin as well at the time. And Kevin said, Sandy, that sounds like a lot of money to fix that little piece of sheetrock. And I said, yeah, but I, I know there's also a good deal of work involved. You got to cut out the square. You got to put it, put it back in and you got to make sure the knockdown matches the seat, you know? So I, I messaged the guy and I said, sir, um, no offense to be taken here, but you know, I'm being told that your price seems a little bit inflated. Are you sure? 
that uh, this is a good price for this job. Because I think it was a construction guy who said to me too, oh, that seems a little high, honey, Joe. What are you paying that kind of money for? So anyway, when I said it to him, I got to tell you all what he said to me. I couldn't believe the guy actually fessed up. But he said to me, he said, oh, um, he said, you know, um, Miss Sandy, you're right. Um, that price is, um, I'm trying to look up his number now. I'm trying to see if I can still see the messages. So he said, yeah, he said, Miss Sandy, you're right. Um, the price is, um, is overrated. Uh, it's too high. But um, I had a, this, this is how he explained it to me. He had a bill coming in that he needed to pay. And so basically what he did was he charged me what he needed in terms of money at the time. And I was like, what? So you didn't charge me what the job should have cost me? Materials and labor? You're charging me what you need in your life right now? I was like, really? And he apologized. And then obviously reduced the price to what I should have paid. And I was like, wow. Oh, man. You know, that's unfortunate because here I am, the type of person who would use you over and over again and who would recommend you to other people. And now you have just disclosed to me that you're actually a dishonest person. Because no matter how you slice it, I mean, eventually he confessed. But what if I never said to him, why am I paying this price? He would have never fessed up to the fact that he was actually overcharging me based on um, what he needed and not what the job should have cost. So I was like, hmm. I see. I haven't used them since then. Because I don't care how highly recommended you come. If you can't be an honest person, then, you know, you can't really get my money because I work hard for my money. I work honestly for my money. Well, I tell you, you'd be surprised because this is definitely not someone that I expected that would have scammed me in any way, shape or form. Miss um, Ethel says they think because we're females that we don't know crap. So wrong. I was interested in the vehicle. The first uh, thing the guy asked me was, is it for you or who? I told him me and right away, con artist tripped in. I caught on and started asking him questions about the vehicle. He was shocked, shaking my head. Uh, my seller was a Jamaican national. Um, Mark says it should be lower for inconvenience. Um, good morning to Everton. So good to see you. All right, let's talk about our anti-vaxxer friends. Oh, Lord. You know, during COVID, they were in high alert, of course. Um, they really just... Oh my gosh. What can I say about them? Except um, they were really just wanting to confuse people, muddle the water, uh, you know, just, just do, do the most, do the most. Mm -mm -mm. So now the anti-vaxxers have joined other conspiracy theories and um, they are all about trying to convince you that um, the national ID that's coming on board is going to be a situation of big brother. It's not a good thing. Oh my God, don't do it. Fear mongering. Ah, they're going to come and steal your babies and your children and your life is going to fall apart and it's going to be horrible. They created these kind of like 
secret but not so secret WhatsApp groups. And apparently now that COVID has died down and they don't have anything else to talk about, um, they have tried to continue the conversation with certain things. So I know people who are in these groups and they're like, they're just there in the group to watch the train wreck. Because you know that people, generally speaking, love a train wreck. That's why y- y'all love when, when the show gets uh, super shady and salty because y'all just love, you're like, oh, honey child, here comes the mess. Here comes a drama. Here comes a sus. Here comes a train wreck. And there's something to be said for uh, watching that sort of thing unfold. And so there are people in the group who don't share their sentiments, but they're there because they're just curious. They're, they're into voyeurism, voyeurism of the craziness is what they really like. So, you know, when um, the, I think it was, it was Mr. Matt Brown, Mr. Ian Tibbetts, not Matt Brown. Oh gosh, what's his brother's name again? Oh Lord, I'm always confusing these two brothers. Somebody said to me the other day, somebody's like, are they twins? Um, what's his name again? Not Matt, but the other brother, Charles, Charles, Charles Brown. Is it Charles Brown? Anyway, Mr. Brown. When he came on the show with Ian Tibbetts and they went through, they spent a good couple hours on the program, over two hours actually, answering your questions, getting your feedback. You know, we all left with a sense of not only is this going to be something beneficial to the people of the Cayman Islands, that the vast majority of you saw the benefit of it. You wanted it. And in fact, many of you actually said it should be mandatory, although that was not the recommendation that they had put to government. And so, you know, the bills have been out. People have been able to have a look at them. They're actually coming to the Legislative Assembly on, I believe it's December the 7th. Um, hold on one second. I'm going to tell you the dates. So this is one of the pieces of legislation that's actually coming. The Identification Register Bill. And so people seem to now, and it's so ironic that while the conspiracy theories have showed up over in Sterling's show, thank God he can deal with them because he seems to enjoy a good conspiracy himself. Um, they showed up on his show on Friday and um, they are just, you know, they're, they're, they're now on high alert with this whole thing. And I find it so incredibly interesting. All of a sudden now it's, oh my God, this identification bill has issues, it has problems. And you know what I also find particularly interesting about this? I saw a post on social media about this and, um, you know, you know, (laughs) there are people who have an opinion on this, who unfortunately, um, uh yeah, so there are people who, um, unfortunately, haven't even listened to what they have said about how this is going to work. I mean, they spent quite a bit of time explaining the process, going through the details. You can choose to get the ID or not get the ID. The register itself will be something that they will maintain that is going to now collect some very basic information on all people in this country. And so because the um, because the ID is the optional part, the naysayers now have not um, jumped on that part of it necessarily. But what they have done is they've now jumped on the register. Well, this is where we need to be concerned. 
people collect data on you every single day. It's like when I went to the bank, we're talking about selling the car. When I went to the bank and I presented them with a draft for whatever that amount was that the car got sold for, they were like, oh, we're going to need a source of funds. And I'm like, well, the source of funds is I no longer have my Mercedes. The car got sold. (laughs) That's the source of funds. I could show them, um, you know, certain bits and pieces of information. Actually, we didn't even do a contract with this gentleman, but I could show them the transfer document that has now been, you know, handed over, transferred. And they said, right, our people might come back asking you for additional information. It's, it's, It's kind of a bother, yes. But who am I to tell the bank? They have their processes and their procedures in place. So the banks in Cayman ask you for all sorts of information. And you may think some of that information is unnecessary, but guess what? If you want to have a banking relationship with them, you better cough it up. If they ask you for source of funds, if you have a company and they say, we need to see your financial records, you're not in a position to tell CNB or Butterfield that that's none of their business and that they're not going to see how much money you're making, et cetera, et cetera. They will actually say to you, we need a, we need a printout of your financials. What are you going to do? Hmm? Hmm? They're collecting data on you. You're going to say to them, oh, well, <clears throat> you kind of have the information because I'm trying to protect my bit, my my privacy. There's nothing more private, folks, than your finances, than how much money you're making. That is extremely private information. Other than probably what goes on in your direct household. This flow again, you know. Y'all need to stop having these people call me now. I done tell them this morning, don't call me. Good morning, Sandra speaking. Yes, hi. Yes, um, this is O'Shane calling from Florida, you know, to Miss Sandra Hill. Yes, hi, O'Shane. Okay, but just for confirmation, though, um, Miss um, Sandra, where you already contacted multiple times. Oh, God. Yes, and I'm so sick and tired of it now. I'm like, what, I'm, I'm really beginning to wonder why y'all keep calling me. Because there's no issue in this no, bill. This I bill. myself, I, I'm wondering the same thing because <laughs> you have no money. And I'm from the collections team, and usually... When why a customer would get a call is when they have a own balance for, for us to assist them with. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case for your account. Mm-hmm. And I, this is the right. second this is the second call this morning, right? Here's the thing. This morning. This is the second call. What was happening over the last two weeks, the calls kept getting disconnected. So every time I would attempt to answer it, the call would drop. So this is the first time this morning that it hasn't dropped, right? Now I have a I have a morning show every single morning, and you guys always seem to call during the morning show. So I'm actually answering you on air this morning. And you're the second person. This doesn't really look good for flow. <laughs> so I really want, she said she was going to put something in the system because it's automated. I don't care who's telling y'all to call me. Please change the automation and stop calling. <laughs> Not that I don't appreciate talking to somebody at a call center, but I have more important things to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I'm going to do is send it over back to my supervisor again yes. because I indeed see you need and that you spoke this morning reported it already. Yeah. And here, you know, you're still getting out. I know. My God. Uh-uh. All right, my dear. Fix it in the name Thank of Jesus. Again, All right. Thanks, dear. Yeah, bye-bye. All right. <laughs> uh, Mark said that's free advertising for flow. I don't know, but please, Jesus, fix it because I can't take no more phone calls. 
I mean, it is multiple times. That's like what two phone calls in an hour? Damn. Imagine those of you who actually do owe money. I guess they call y'all and make sure you pay. Anyway, let's move on. But yeah, so what was I saying? Um, Lord Jesus, I can't even remember now. Uh-huh. About the national ID. So, um, you know, there's certain things in life I think that we have all gotten used to compromising on. And then, oh, yes, private information. What's private in your life? Well, outside of what happens directly in my household, um, there's probably nothing more private than uh, your finances. Like nobody needs to know what you make and where you spend your money and, you know, whether you're a good paymaster. Look, look at Flo trying to embarrass me in the radio this morning. <laughs> like I'm not even paying my bills and there's no bill owed on that phone. Shout out to my friends over at Flo. <laughs> Change your computers, <laughs> please. Um... So yes, I mean, you know, that this is this is what it is. And yet the other day when when CNB contacted me and said, oh, we need updated um, you know, KYC information, uh, I said, okay, well, what do you need again? And they said, we need this, 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 and this, and uh, financials. I was like, all right, just go to QuickBooks and print it out, child. I don't even, I don't even bother. And these same anti-vaxxers, the, the funny thing about it, now they've jumped on the anti-ID, national ID, they'd be the same ones at the bank, giving the bank everything that they needed. But maybe not. Because I hear people like Katina now, you know, she's always trying to be so incredibly relevant. I find her to be one of the most interesting people that I've seen in Cayman. And interesting doesn't mean that that's a good thing. Let me be very, very clear. Right? For her, for the amount of brain power that she has, she seems to use it on um, all these conspiracies when I'm like, girl, you, you need to do something else with your life. You need to find some real purpose. And, you know, your purpose should not be trying to get people to believe in all these conspiracies. I'm just saying. Your purpose should be trying to help people like stay out of jail, stay off of drugs, you know, things that you have a good degree of um, firsthand knowledge with that you could give testimonies on. You're no expert on vaccinations, as was clearly proven. You're no expert on national IDs. And the thing that is shocking to me is that national IDs are something that have been around, as we said during our program when the guests were on, 40, 50 years in other jurisdictions. And we're finally getting with the times, right? And now we think, OMG, the government is trying to do us in. Okay. Turn down, dial down the crazy, and let's logically talk about this. What is the fear? I saw a post on Facebook and I was a bit surprised at this. I think that sometimes people just say things um, out of a position of just not knowing. But instead of them asking the questions, listening to the interviews, paying attention, they instead just want to jump to conclusions and post something. And then what they post just doesn't make any sense because it's inaccurate. It is based on misinformation. You're entitled to your opinion. And we say this all the time on this program. You are entitled to your opinion, opinions, but you're not entitled to make things up factually. 
Okay. So you can't just make up like, oh, this is this is my fear with the national ID. Da, 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 da. And the crazy thing is, is when you do that, all you end up doing is spreading misinformation, confusing other people because other people would rather just look at your post, try to take something away from that instead of themselves going to the source, reading the law, reading the proposed bill, you know, understanding what is actually going on. They will just take your posts as gospel. Well, um, Diane said this. Samantha said this. So they must know what's going on. What makes Diane or Samantha or um, Katina an expert on these things that they wish to speak about? That's, that's the real question that you need to be asking yourselves. So they've been posting up about this register. There's been this post that has been going around highlighting certain aspects of it. Um, I, th I thought it was so funny that whoever decided to highlight this had to put it in multiple colors. It's like the, the rainbow of, of, um, of highlighting a text. So let me show this to you guys. This is what is in circulation. And I want you guys to know what's out there so that you can be aware, right? So apparently the issue is with the establishment of the identification register. And see how they've used a green highlighter, pink highlighter, purple highlighter, yellow highlighter. And I'm like, what, what is the issue? They're highlighting it for what purpose? Okay. So one, one section, they have civil partner highlighted in, in um, pink. Okay. Why? I, 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 don't even, I don't even understand. The purpose of all the highlighting obviously doesn't have any notations that go with it, but they are doing things and saying things like, oh, well, you know, do we want the government to be keeping a national ID register on us? Hello. Uh, pay very close attention now. News alert. The government keeps all sorts of information on you as it is. The registrar keeps your death, your birth certificates. Immigration has your immigration details, your photo. You know, we're supposed to be getting a fingerprinting system. Oh, no, we can't get that yet. Um, you know, it, it's, just, it's just absolutely unbelievable the concerns that people are claiming. So... It says, someone person said, oh, we've been advised that it's voluntary. However, the proposed legislation says shall. Um, again, had you been listening? Had you been listening? And we can play the interview again. I can give you guys the link. To get the ID, to opt in to the ID system is voluntary. It never said that the identification register is voluntary. So now there's this post about, oh, they're saying it shall be. It doesn't sound voluntary to me. Um, you know what? That's because you haven't been paying attention. Had you paid attention, you would know. And again, we can pull up the interview with Matt Brown. And um, as a matter of fact, it's, it's a bit of a long interview, it's a couple hours. But you would have understood them to say that obtaining the ID is voluntary. You don't have to get the national ID. But the register, which is going to be a collation of information, 
And by the way, it's going to keep very basic information. This is the part that they don't want you to know. It's basically just keeping your name. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. One second. Give me, I'm going to look for this email. Just one second for me. Right. Um, all of this information, it's not a whole lot of information, but it's very, very basic. So let me just see here if I can find it again. A national ID. You know, we went through this in detail. We had the people on and now the misinformation has begun. And of course, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, it doesn't sound voluntary to me. It's like uh, you, you clearly need to read. Even if you don't want to read, watch the video, pay attention. Because that is not what it, I can't, I, I just, uh, I find it difficult when people simply refuse to pay attention to what's happening. Let me see if I can find um, what was sent out again on this. And this again, all covered in the interview that we did, all covered in their press releases, all you have to do is simply pay attention. They have said, you don't have to get the ID if you don't want to get it. That's on you, okay? But their collection of the information is going to be part of what they have to do in order to have the ID system work for those who opt in to obtaining the ID. Uh, let me just, still trying to find this email. So, you know, now, now we're trying to make a mountain out of a molehill and there are people who are like, oh, I have concerns about this national ID. Oh my God, no, 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 don't do it. Uh, you know, they're, they're gonna, I'm just like, what? All right, here, here we are. Let me, let me pull up this PDF document, which again, we had from when we did this back uh, last month, well over a month ago. All of a sudden now they've had an epiphany about, oh my God, I'm concerned because the likes of Katina Legal Eagle, expert here, is going to tell me and read law and tell me how this really works. Uh, let me see here. Okay. This is the, let's increase the size. Uh, identification register, bill and Cayman Islands identification card. Um, tells you the back details of it. Right? The identification register, which is going to be data held on the register, and identi identity facts will apply to all entities in the register and these this information that they're going to maintain. Full name, date of birth, nationality, sex, immigration status, and identification code. Um, tell me something. How many of y'all think the government doesn't have that information on you already. Uh, really? Pretty sure that they do. What this identification register is seeking to do is to have it in a centralized location that then will be tied in to the national ID card for those people who hope um, to get the card. And most of you see the benefits of the card. So the column on the left is what it will have. So that's all entries. So every single person, once you're entered, it's going to have that information. The related facts on the right can be included on the register as needed by the individual. 
So if I want to put my height, my uh, eye color, date of death, well, I suppose I wouldn't be putting it in for myself, <laughs> place of birth, ID codes of parents, physical signature, photograph, those are things that you can choose to put in or not. So Katina, you don't want your information in there? Don't put it in. All right, you don't want us to know you're 5'7". Okay, fine. You don't want us to know your eye color. You don't want us to have a photograph of you. Okay. You can choose to not put that information in. You can opt out. Right? It's just unbelievable. The concept that we might now be on the verge of really trying to, you know, you know, I had to, I had to laugh um, with certain people, especially out of West Bay, which has the most common names in Cayman, Ebanks and whatever. And, um, you know, some of them have almost the exact same name and you don't even know which person is which. They should see the benefit of this, except, you know, the criminals don't want you to, to they love being mixed up with, with law abiding people, to be quite frank. Because then when they first go and arrest somebody, they're arresting the wrong person. They need to tone down the madness. Like there, there's something else um, that really is going on in 2020, 2021, 2022. Everybody wants to be an expert. Everybody wants to say no to every single thing that government is trying to do. In fact, there is a um, term called CAVE. And it, it means Caymanians against virtually everything. And not just Caymanians, we should just broaden it to citizens and people against just about everything. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Hi. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I wanted to just uh, mention a couple things about uh, national ID. Mm-hmm. You know, people can be cavalier about what they want and what they don't want in terms of identification when things are good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> However, when people get on hard times and or, God forbid, you should, you should have a, a, a bad hurricane again mm-hmm. and all your documentation, documentation get destroyed and all that, it is good to have a number that you like. Many countries have social security numbers. Yes. And you in, in the US of A, if you want to go and get a job, the first thing they ask you, what's your social security number? because that identifies you and it identifies your age and where you're from and all that. And I, I do believe that by and large, people that have nothing to fear from uh, unfair persecution or anything like that should be in favor of having a national uh, ID because it can help you in so many ways. It can make transactions much faster, much easier, because you can positively identify yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, just, it, it just goes with you your whole, your whole entire life when it comes time for you to get uh, benefits mm-hmm. of, of any kind, especially in Cayman, yes. with, even with a lot of seafarers, etc. It is very easy if you have a system by which you can positively identify who the person is that's standing in front of your desk and is asking for something. It is that much quicker. You have that many fewer steps to go through to positively identify that the person uh, you're dealing with is bona fide. 
Yes. And, you know, but, ju just but, last week I was saying that um, there's an elderly lady who, you know, is a stroke victim. And so even the bank were asking her for ID um, to verify some instructions that she had sent. She provided a driver's license that expired. She cannot get a new driver's license because obviously she can't pass a driver's test. She's bedridden. She's had a stroke. She doesn't have a passport. She doesn't travel. What other ID will she have to give them? Exactly. You know, and, people and don't think about these things and how useful something like a national ID system can be. Now, caller, I know that originally you're not from the Cayman Islands. Did your original country of origin have a national ID? Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, I still have it. Mm -hmm. And and you can get when whenever you renew a passport, for instance, you can tick a box, say you want a new national ID. Mm -hmm. um, of course, when I was growing up in, in Switzerland, there was also the compulsory military service at the time. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, it still exists. And, and so you get called up by your social security number for the want of a better word. We have a different term, but mm -hmm. it serves the, the terminology serves the same purpose. Mm -hmm. So all, all of those to get, you get that when you are born in, in my country of origin, but it doesn't mean you cannot be issued one once you become a resident by virtue of, uh, either having a residential type of status here whether it is with working rights or without working rights, doesn't matter. But once you have that le legalization uh, process completed of being a resident in the Cayman Islands, you could be issued a social security number or a national ID. And one of the things you just mentioned about the bank, mm -hmm. where uh, the, the, the bank wanted to uh, see ID, and the driver's license was not satisfactory. They need a, a, mm -hmm. a, a utility bill, usually a fairly, fairly recent utility bill. And you know why? Because the driver's license, when the driver's license is issued to you, they do not check mm -hmm. if the if the address you gave them was true. Yes. So it could it could have been a fictitious address that you gave them on the application for a driver's license because there's no process to verify it before your license get issued. Mm -hmm. So that's why the bank are ask, banks are asking for a relatively recent um, uh, uh, utility bill. Mm -hmm. But once you have a national ID, one, then you can positively identify yourself to the satisfaction of a bank because, mm -hmm. that, like you said, not naturally, if there is a national ID, there is a register of the national IDs mm -hmm. or the, the the system with the data on it, and certain parts of that will be accessible to anybody that's authorized to get it. There may be various levels of access to that information, mm -hmm. um, but certainly for the purpose of identifying yourself to a for a financial transaction, whether it is a piece buying a piece of land or, or uh, doing ordinary banking, you, uh, you have that idea and, and instead of running around having to get this and finding a landlord to give you, to write you a letter that you have residing at this address, you're renting in this place, you, you show your national ID and whether you are just a resident or whether you're a citizen is immediately cleared up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Anyway, that's all my comments on that. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. You have a good day. You too. Bye. All right. We've got another caller on the line. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yes, 
Yes, good morning. In addition to um, the caller before um, his, his suggestion, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking that there, um, there should be two bits of information that should be included in the ID. Mm -hmm. One, your, your blood type and mm -hmm. next and kin. Mm. Uh, the reason why I say that is because um, we have a number of people visiting the island for various purposes, whether work or what have you. Don't necessarily mean that they have family members here. Mm -hmm. And next, next thing can in a, in the case of an emergency would assist in um, clarifying a lot of things. Also, we have a lot of accidents on the road. Let's assume that one person gets in an accident; they are unconscious and um, can't verbally answer any mm -hmm. question as to anything. That ID card and in terms of blood type can um, speed up the emergency process. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. Very good. It's good. Good suggestion, to be honest. Um, I'm one of those people who can never remember my blood type, as simple and crazy as that sounds. Every single time I see a call for um, blood donations, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should go do that. I can never remember my blood type. And I'm like, oh, how do I get that information again? I have to put in an FOI in myself from um, from the HSA to be able to try to remember what my blood type is. I mean, there is a bit of information that would be very useful for all of us to even have on ourselves. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning, Sandy. Once again, um, quick question for you. Mm -hmm. um, when people look at it, they, they're screaming about the national ID. Yes. Um, let's separate the people who choose not to take the vaccine because I know people like to say anti-vaxxers, but let's separate those from those who really jumped on it the hard way. When you look at your voter's registration card, your passport, getting the information from the bank, mm -hmm. driver's license, traveling documents. When you go into the U.S., you need to put in the address of United United States citizen where you're staying at. Government's getting all that information. Insurance. When you go to the bank, bank needs to have, every time you're, you're, if you put in your information to the bank, your passport expired on 2022, the bank's going to be calling you up. Mm -hmm. When you go try to get a loan from the bank, they're going to want a six-month they last your three paychecks within the last six months. They're gonna want your recent water bill, your recent light bill, um, and so on. So, what is the problem? Mm -hmm. If I choose not to get it, that's my choice. But the bank has all this information on you, mm -hmm. right? Monetary authority have all this information mm -hmm. on you. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was um, I was doing side jobs at Stingray City and I was putting some money in the bank. The bank calls me up and goes, oh, well, we've seen you've been putting a certain amount of money into your bank. We just need to know. I'm like, um, well, you know, I ain't selling my body, so I work in part-time. And they said, oh, no, we just see some extra money is going into your account. I said, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And they, that's the reason why when you go and apply and you got to um, put, you open a bank account, they wanted to find out how much money you're going to be putting in per month. Mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. How much is going to be capped? So if you can say you're going to be putting in $2,000 and you pass $2,900, they are going to want to know where that extra comes from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? As the same place as anything else. What I would suggest since they're doing this national ID, and this is just to throw out there, mm -hmm. a lot
All right, folks, um, my apologies. The computer crashed again. Hold on, let me get back on radio. Uh, one second, one second. Mm -mm. No, man, I, I am frustrated. Um, all right, folks, we should be back. Um, I can't tell you what's going on except the computer literally just crashed again. So caller, um, you were saying... <laughs> Yeah, John, so Jonathan's one of the like, things is, gone again. Yep, gone again. Yeah. Um, by the way, guys, if you decide to buy a computer, just remember the computer's in perfect working order. <laughs> just to let you know it works on a constant <laughs> basis, just don't stream. Um, but one of the things is what I think that since they're doing a national ID, look into doing these, you know, like how when you go into the States, you go to Canada, you got your green card, you got the permanent resident card. They need to start doing permanent resident card instead of just giving the people ill will the passports because once you give them the passport it's harder to pull back right when the people get a permanent resident card is after treat it like a green card or use it as a green card i have a permanent resident card for the cayman islands but you hold that permanent resident card you pay a fee if you don't pay the fee you don't get it renewed and your permanent residence to drop because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people on this island that owes pr money mm -hmm. and cannot get it paid Right. So if you and you still coming in, oh, I'm a gay man and I'm no, I don't remember seeing you growing up. Mm -hmm. I don't see you down by Patterson growing up or down by juniors. Ten, ten. But anyway, at the end of the day, when when you look at it and, and you give them a PR card, you have to pay a certain fee to get that renewal. Once you do that, when you go get a renewal, they do a whole background check and make sure you didn't get no criminal offenses. You're not there for conning people. You don't have no no traffic violations, whatever, because any certain laws will um, stop you from getting the getting your resident card, right? Mm -hmm. You'll get your residency. So I think what they should do is in, including the national ID is to try to come out with this permanent resident card. Mm -hmm. So when you come into Cayman, you have a permanent resident. If that is not renewed, it is nil and void. It's no more good. Okay, you might have an, oh, well, I'm a permanent resident. You come and look at it, it goes, no, this is expired. This ain't what crap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but you're a permanent resident. And that's value for money. That's where people, we as taxpayers, on, you know, because we are taxpayers, mm -hmm. will have value for dollar. Government can't say they're not getting any money because you have 15 or 20,000 natural Caymanians, and then you have everybody else that has PR and go, well, I got to keep my passport and throw that around like a $2 bill. Yeah. Right? So, so, and um, that's one of the things. Yes. So, I mean, like I said, we have all these entities that have, you cannot go around without being checked. I mean, your driver's license, you know, like I said, your voters, all of these stuff are government people, government knows, it. government wants to know. And, and matter of fact, your new passport, it has a biometric chip in it, for God's sakes. Yep. So you have to get your new passport done in the, in the UK. They didn't do the passports in Cayman anymore. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, so and again, what are you when, talking when, about? When they request all that information from you, who your mama yeah. is, who your dad is, you can tell the UK government mm. they can't have it. And you, no, don't, you don't know you what they're doing with it. You don't know what database they're get, storing that information who, in. You're not getting my information. You don't know who my mom and dad is. No, you have to put that down. Even if they passed away or the deceased, you need to put that down. Listen to me. To pay child support in this country, the court will order a DNA test. You claim in that he's the mm -hmm. father. This isn't a Jerry Springer episode. We need to know exactly who the daddy is. And so mm -hmm. they will say, all right, you want him to pay child support? You have to subject him to um, subject the child, yourself and him to DNA tests. 
How, how much right. more personal can you get than asking me for my very DNA? And then on top of that, when you ask for the DNA test, you need to get give them all information, everything of your background and who you're for and, and this and that, but then just send that money to you as well. Yep. All right. Leave me there, caller. So, all right. No worries. Thanks very much. Jonathan says, um, government will make it mandatory to have the national ID to buy gas and enter restaurants, supermarkets, et cetera. Not now, but give it five to 10 years from now. Um, Okay. He says in Cuba, you need your passport to buy gas and groceries. Well, I hate to tell you all this isn't Cuba, but um, I'm sure Cuba probably has a reason why that's the case. Uh, He says, what's to stop our government from doing the same thing? Well, because we're not a communist country. Mm, I'm just saying, Jonathan, other countries have had had have had national IDs for 40, 50 years, and you don't see them needing it to buy gas. Comparing us to Cuba is like trying to compare us to I don't even know what. It's not even remotely the same. We don't have the same history as Cuba. We don't have the same way of thinking. Cuba is a communist country. Let me say this about Cuba. I remember the first time I went. This is many, many moons ago. Um. I was afraid that our mobile service wouldn't work. So I took with me and my friends um, walkie-talkies. This might've actually been the second trip. I can't remember. Because the very first trip was with Denny. So I think that this was the second trip because I don't remember us having walkie-talkies. So this is probably the second trip. I think I went with some girlfriends and um, call her just one second. I'm going to join in the other caller. And um, I decided to, to have to take walkie-talkies. So as I get into the Cuban airport, they say to me, they said, oh, miss, walkie-talkies are not allowed in your country. I was like, what? It's just a walkie-talkie. Like, I want to be able to, you know, it's a little five-mile radius, talk to my friends in case we don't mobile service. This was days before WhatsApp. It was still BBM, but still, you know. And they said, nope, we're going to confiscate this from you. And uh, when you leave the country, we may give it back. And I was like, okay, again, you ain't going to be questioning the Cuban government about what they're doing. So when I went into the room where they confiscate and put all the stuff at the airport, I was shocked at what I saw the Cuban government have confiscated. Everything from video games, compute. I mean, they confiscated all sorts of stuff. But guess what? When you walk into a communist country and they say, you have to give us these walkie-talkies, this is against our rules and regulations, you just toe the line. You don't have the ability to be arguing with these people about what you're going to do and what you're not going to do unless you want to turn back on the plane and leave. Right? So, I mean, for me, I just find, like, again, this this cave group where they complain about everything under the sun without any real understanding of it, without any real merit, really starts to just grind on my last nerve. All right, we got two callers on the line. Call number one, uh, Miss Charlene, you're up first. Um, yes, you may complain, but there may be a hyper price to pay for the complaint. So no such thing as you can't complain. I mean, yes, I mean, I, I, I get it, you know, and I guess I guess now that everybody feels like they have a platform, this is the other downside of, you know, it has an upside and a downside of um, the technology that we have available to us. Everybody can jump on and have a webinar, a Zoom session, you know, um, everybody can get a YouTube channel, can do a show on Facebook. So everyone now thinks that they're an expert. And this is where, just because, like I said, you have an opinion, doesn't mean that your opinion is valid or not valid, or it's based on facts or not based on facts. And that's the difference. They share their opinion as though it's factual. I tell you, this is an opinion-based show. You don't have to agree with my opinion. You don't even have to like my opinion. 
And then you just change the dial. That's the freedom that you have, right? I am not an expert on anything. I'm not telling you I'm an expert on anything. I'm a person who likes to learn. I listen to people. I research. I look things up. And I try to educate myself. And I will concede to people who are actually the experts. You couldn't see me jump in a cockpit and be like, oh, I'm going to go fly this plane because I think I'm an expert on, you know, the triple sevens or whatever. Come on, folks. People who had an opinion and were trying to give you facts about even the COVID, the, the different vaccines and stuff, even some physicians were getting it wrong. They were not understanding what they were reading. And to me, that's shocking because you think, oh, they're medically trained. But it wasn't really a question of being medically trained. It's like they already have this preconceived notion in their head that they're against this vaccine, right? Because they don't want to understand it. And so then when they looked at even the documentation, the emergency use documentation, they were claiming that the emergency use doc documentation hadn't authorized Pfizer to actually go. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And then when I read it, I'm like, what am I missing here? Because I'm reading this documentation. They were claiming, oh, they got it from FDA sources and blah, blah, blah. It was a publicly available document. I'm reading it and I'm not seeing what they're seeing. And it had nothing to do with their medical training. It is that in your brain, you already have a preconceived notion that's going to alter what you even understand from reading. And to me, that is shocking that people can be so blinded by what they want to believe versus what is actually happening. Anyway, thank you. Um, could I just? Uh, yes, ma'am. No, you know what I want to what I called about. Um, the last caller, the gentleman there, I think I recognize his voice, but you know he, he stole my heart when he started talking about Shaden Road, blah blah blah. But just to uh, you know, just generally speaking, I think mm -hmm. he gave good advice and good working examples, and you know, ergo good good steps for the government to, you know, take some of the, his advice on board and, you know, to build us a good process and a good system. Because some of the things he said were so spot on and sometimes it takes and they were so basic mm -hmm. that the big thinkers don't really necessarily think about those things. So, you know, I, I felt a little informed just mm -hmm. listening to the, 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 the line of, um, argument that he took. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I like, like what he had to say. And, you know, that's the shit and road thing. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. All right, my dear. Thanks very much. Um, okay, folks. I mean, you know, ay, ay, ay. what can I say except that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really shocking. Someone makes the following observation about some of these people and their beliefs, even as it relates to... Um, to the COVID situation, it says it's so very interesting that some people who didn't even pass biology in high school are now experts in vaccines, viruses, and immunology, shaking my head. Uh, that's coming from a physician who actually listens to the program. And yes, and, and something as simple as this, they don't take the time to learn about national IDs. Listen, they have not even, based on their social media posts, the ones that I've seen, they've not even taken the time to read the bill and understand what is being proposed. So when they say things like, oh, I thought this wasn't gonna be mandatory, your lack of understanding has now put you in a position where you will misinform other people. And this is one of the downsides of, again, 
the social media environment that we live in, everybody can have a platform. Not everybody should have a platform. You should not be listening to everyone. You have have, you must have, uh, as the good book says, a discerning spirit. In other words, when you hear bullshit, you call it, okay? And not everybody that says something on their social media page knows what they're talking about. It is worth your while to just educate yourself. It just, and listen, choose where you get educated from. Go to the primary source. Stop this foolishness of, oh, I'm going to listen to Katina Anglin because she's an expert. What makes her an expert on anything? I'm just, I'm not trying to be mean to her. I'm glad that she is no longer on crack. I'm glad she is reformed and that she was able to go to law school and get a law degree and all this wonderful stuff. Kudos to her. It doesn't mean that every time you open your mouth, honey child, that what you say is of value. And you've proven yourself to engage in information that is completely false. So forgive me if I have to question a lot of what you now say right? Because the positions that you take on certain things, in my opinion, will certainly lead me to question your other positions, even on this. You go and highlight the first page of the National Register um, bill that is going before the House, and all of a sudden you highlight every other word. I don't even, like I said, I don't even understand the point of highlighting all of those things because there's no notations to go with it. But you have an issue with what? You've got child highlighted in yellow. So you have an issue with child. You've got civil partner. Well, we know she has a big issue with civil partnerships already, right? This is the same woman, mind you, that when the, when the court said, you have got to provide the legal aid office with documentation because you claim you have an NPO, a nonprofit. And yes, you have to provide them with information um, on, your, on your nonprofit and bank account statements so they can see what it's for. She was not even able to tell the bank, right? Where this information, oh, oh, well, this deposit, um, yeah, well, you know, it just says donation. And even the legal aid officer was like, Yes, but donation, you claim you set up this account uh, for the purposes of, um, of doing a, a legal aid fund and whatever. And now you're claiming, no, it was for some other purpose. It was for education, whatever. Let's see the transactions. Did the people even know that that's what they were donating for? Did they make a, a notation on there that this is what they're donating? For? No. Right? So it's just, folks, all I'm trying to tell you is who you get your information from is really, really important. Ms. Dorothy says, I'm a U.S. citizen and I got my ID. Listen, when I lived in the United States of America, I was not a citizen. I lived there as a student. You had to get a social security card. This was not optional I didn't have a choice like, oh, I'd rather not have a social security number, please, because now I know you're going to use that social security number for the rest of my life to track me. The jobs that I hold, my credit, everything that I do. I go rent an apartment and they want your social security number. 
Mm-hmm. I go sign up for the phone plan. AT&T wants my social security number. I'm telling you all that I use that social security number so much during the time that I lived in the States that I have now lived longer outside of the United States than I lived in the United States. And I do not believe that that is a number I will ever forget. And that is how many digits? At the time, it was nine digits. I can't even remember telephone numbers hardly that I just heard about last week. But because every single thing that you do in the United States of America, that is your national ID, your social security number. What's the big deal? Mark says, Sandy, a pilot, I pray to see that. No, honey child, because I am the first person to concede when I don't know something. Right? I'm not an expert. That's why I bring the experts on the program. Let's hear it from them. Let's put them to the test. Let's ask them questions. Live says, I think we're forgetting the point that the public was simply asked to give their feedback. Um, oh, we got a scammer in here trying to sell y'all a, a date online. Let's go ahead and block them. Um, Soka says, not Jerry Springer, Maury. Didn't Jerry Springer do all the DNA tests and stuff too? I wasn't really big into those shows, I'll be honest. Like once in a while, I would catch him when I was in university. But um, I always thought that um, Jerry Springer used to do, you're not the father. Was it only Maury? I don't know. One of them. Both of them. I don't know. Uh, Sandra says, when you travel, the government scans your passport or permits granted. People cooperate with the government and stop your nonsense. I mean, it just seems like to me, again, people are just looking for something to rise up against. It's like rise up against the machines. And every day, you know, they're probably engaging in more risky behavior when it comes to their own privacy. The conversations that they're having on non-secure phones and, you know, like, oh, switch, switch the signal. I got to tell you something. I got a piece of gossip to tell you. I'm like, okay. Uh, criminals are carrying out, you know, criminal activity. And now they're like, oh, yeah, let's let's all do it on signal because they won't be able to crack that. It's just like, you know, when, when people say to me, oh, the police are, are um, you know, they have your phone tapped. I'm like, good. Let's talk about something real sexy now. Let's have a real sexy conversation. Let's give them something to get excited about whoever's listening to this phone call. Nobody ain't got no time to be sitting down listening to me because I ain't got nothing to say. If I have something that important to say with somebody, I will sit down and meet them in person. Right? I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> you know? Uh, Everton says, I don't see the big deal about getting the national ID. Many years ago, you could travel throughout the United States and you would not need to show no form of ID. Do you have a national ID? Where is your driver's license? Well, again, not everybody has a driver's license. If you look at your driver's license, it has the main photo and then the back of it. It has a small folder with a biometric code on the front of it. You also have a small picture as well. You cannot go to the airport without um, him showing that and they run into a scanner. And listen, remember Americans used to be able to um, travel as well on just an ID, like their, their voter's card and stuff. And then at one point they put in this thing with passports. And apparently I didn't know that so many Americans are so backwards and never even had a passport in their lives. And they're like, oh, well, I want to be able to take a cruise now to the Bahamas. I want to want that $50 cruise special. And um, yes, all of a sudden 
they had to go get a passport because they've never gotten one before. They're like, oh, this is big brother. Big brother wants all my information. I was like, Jesus. Mm -mm. Y'all are special. Ingrid says, great idea for blood type. I think so too. And there, there would be very little information that I saw on that document that I would not um, voluntarily give them. I, that that one, well, they never asked for weight. That's probably the only thing I might not give them. Could it be like, oh God, we didn't know Sandy was that fat. No wonder she's talking about losing 50 pounds. <laughs> I probably wouldn't give my weight, but height, I'm 5'5". Five five. Eye color, dark brown. What else y'all want to know? Um... What else, what else y'all need to know? Marital status, married. What other personal information? Child, one child, one baby daddy. Mm -hmm. Never been pregnant before the one. What else? What other personal information? That's going to be so earth shattering. Oh my God. Finances, able to pay my bills. <laughs> Flow. <laughs> uh, what, what else is on there that y'all think is so personal? Mm-hmm. Um, immigration status, Caymanian, born, multi-generational. They should put that on there too while they're at it. Mm -mm. Lord of mercy. Uh, let me just see here now. Mm-hmm. What, what, what other information was on there that I was showing you guys? I can't remember now. Uh, let me see. Where is it? Um, I had it on my snipping tool. What else were they asking for? I don't even know. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, Mark says in some states like Cal Carolina, Texas, Atlanta, you can't even get a driver's license with a social security number. Listen, you're issued a social security number at birth. Um, so I don't know if anybody there in America who doesn't have one of those. So, um, Soka says, no, Jerry Springer never did DNA test. Oh, okay. Maury. All right. 911 changed everything. Everton says you could go anywhere around the world with your birth certificate. Uh, then they even scanned my eyes with a red laser light at the Miami International Airport, says Sandra. Hmm. The misinformation in this community is really, really strong at times. And I do feel like people are easily hoodwinked into thinking that there's something nefarious going on when there really isn't. It's like you want to believe that what government wants your information to create a clone of you. Like, I, I don't even know what the end game would be. What is it that you think you have to hide? I mean... Y'all are the same people who take your bank account statements and just put them in the garbage and don't even shred them. <laughs> so the garbage man going through your trash could learn everything about you. People can get DNA samples from your trash can if they really wanted to. It's just mind boggling to me when I, um, when I see these like, types of things because I do have to wonder what the real fear is. Participate in the process, folks. Ask the questions. Yes, that is your right as a citizen of this country to ask questions, to educate yourself, understand the registry. Just be careful who you believe is an expert on these things. And just because someone throws up something on social media 
and they've taken a position on it, that doesn't mean that their opinion or the position or their interpretation even of the law is accurate. There are some fundamental issues, I think, and there, there are some people who kind of have that personality. Um, there are people who kind of have that personality anyway, where it's like they, they just want to believe that, you know, somebody's out to get you and, you know, they don't really look at the evidence that speaks otherwise. So this person says, um, good morning, they should call themselves anti-anything and everything. Uh, the biggest tracker of anyone is your phone, and everybody got multiple of those. <laughs> You're happy to, to use that 24-7. Um, this person says, Katina is just angry with the world after her failures, and it's not us that carried her down. Simple as that. She's fighting about everything that she needs to know um, that she will back up the wrong person soon. Well, she's fighting about everything, but she needs to know that she'll back up she will buck up. Oh, sorry. The wrong person soon. What a mess. Mm -mm. So um, all I can say, folks, is, um, you know, it, it's it's just a hot mess. I mean, I understand human beings uh, and their desire to want to be accepted. Um, you know, let's just be honest. She's not had... I don't even want to make it about her. Let's just say some people in general. They've not accomplished what they wanted to accomplish in their minds in life. And um, so every opportunity they get to kind of put themselves in the forefront, like they want to identify themselves as, oh, I'm a community leader. I'm looking up for you. I'm the expert. You must listen to me. You know, da, 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 da. Really and truly, it's more about them than about you. They're looking for the attention in life, right? They want to stroke their ego. They want people to, oh, yeah, girl, I heard you talking about this issue. Oh, my God. And, and that makes them feel better. Okay? Makes them feel desired and wanted in a community of this size. I can tell you from personal experience, when you are just doing what you have to do and you're focused on your goals and you're not business of what people think, even when people have a negative opinion of you, it has no bearing on you whatsoever, right? You just continue doing what you're doing. This platform is a perfect example of that. People are like, oh, Sandy, you've come so far now. You got ears of everybody. Please remember, there was not that long ago that we didn't have the ears of everybody. And it hasn't changed how I conducted Hello? myself. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Who am I speaking to? This is Sandra. Okay, Miss Sandra, mm -hmm. this, I, you have put up an untrue statement about me in spite of me telling you what was the situation. And I'm asking you, please, to remove it, or I'm going to definitely sue for defamation of character. You are? Right? Yes, I'm asking you to remove it because it's an untrue statement. What, and you know what, what, part, is, right? what part is untrue? Mm -hmm. That Mr. Hugo, threatening people with a lawsuit. Lord, he should know that one thing we're not afraid of around here is lawyers, honey, Jill. Um, anyway, we'll put up all the screenshots. Let's, let's get those up as well, since he wants to claim it's untrue. Um, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. 
This is why I can, I can tell you all something in a second when I finish this thought. We're going to put up all the evidence since he wants to claim that it's untrue. Okay. So um, here's the thing, folks. Even, listen, you don't need validation from other people. Okay? When your heart is in the right place and you try to do things the right way, right? Whether someone wants to validate you or not is not your business. Hear me and hear me good. But some people seek validation because of their own insecurities. And it becomes more about them than even the subject matter at hand. And the, the irony of it is, you know, they, they fall away when they either don't get the validation that they're seeking. You know, they can't, they can't maintain. It's just one of those things where they cannot maintain um, the ongoing dialogue in a community. They, they claim that, oh, you know, they want to be the voice of the people and they're trying to do this and that, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. They can't maintain it because... Their heart and soul really isn't in the right place. It's all about show. Yeah. And to me, that's unfortunate, but, you know, that's on them. That's their choice. And not everyone that jumps on a radio, jumps on social media, utilizes these platforms is someone that has your best interests at heart. This is where you need to, again, have something called a discerning spirit. Pick apart the BS. Pick apart the people who are just the attention seekers, who are doing it for themselves. Right? In my life, I have personally moved away from certain individuals who are all about themselves. Because I could see it. And I'm like, oh, you don't really care about this issue, whether it's the port and they're just there as part of the, the port referendum group because they want to look good. They want to look like somebody. They have political aspirations. It's not about that. But people in this country have recognized that there is an easy way to try to hoodwink the good people, the voters in this country, into believing you can be a change maker that you're a person of action, that you can get things done. You associate yourself in certain circles. Oh, I'm an environmentalist. Oh, I'm going to join up with um, whatever the, the group was that was doing the whole port thing. That was a good initiative. But there were some people who were involved in that who had ulterior motives. They were just doing so for political clout. They were doing so because they wanted to impress you. And then when it come time to jump up and run for politics, here they come. As I keep telling y'all, and you don't have to believe it, but please try to believe me. Everybody's like, oh, Sandy, you should run for politics. You know, you got the answers, man. You'd be good at representative. And I said, no, actually, I would not. I'm good here, right where I'm at right now, what I'm doing. I can affect change on this platform more than a lot of politicians. You believe me. I have the pulse of the community. I'm listening to you guys. I hear what you're saying. I'm not tied up in meeting after meeting, cabinet meeting, legislative assembly meeting, this meeting, that meeting. 
where I can't even connect with the people. And y'all need to stop this foolishness where everybody who jumps on a platform all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, let's vote them in office. Look at where it's gotten you. Think of all the talk show hosts and others who have ran. And when they get in there, you're like, oh Lord, we made a mistake. So stop being sold <laughs> their bag of goods with a bunch of rotten apples in it. It just doesn't work out for you. We, the people. Yeah. I don't need the reward of your MP salary. There's a lot of things that people can, can do in the communities in which they live if they really cared and they wouldn't be seeking any attention. My apologies or any self-praise for it. They can just get it done. That's all I'm going to say. The ID process, folks, you're able to, um, like I said, the bills should be online. Go to gazettes.gov.ky. Read it for yourself. Try to educate yourselves. Understand what the issues are. Like I said, when the experts came on this show, right, the people who did all the background research, who looked at all the different implications, who had the, um, you know, talked about the, the what's it called? the um the study group whatever that's not the proper name for it but the um the working group that, that was giving them feedback and stuff you know they decided not to make it mandatory me i wish they would make it mandatory i'm like make the id mandatory that's how it's going to benefit the majority of people immediately link everything together y'all talking about oh you know caymanians we're nowarians yeah they don't even know if we caymanians if we not I, I, here is a solution that would tie all of that together. Immigration, the, the registrar, um, all e-government services. Y'all complaining that government is so this and that, and they're not gonna stop organized. Now here is a solution on the horizon that over time will allow e-services and e-government to come together. It's gonna take a while to collate all this information and to have the systems speaking to each other and to make it work. Right? I shouldn't have to go to Emory. Well, I don't. I know y'all do have to get an acknowledgement letter. But wouldn't it be wonderful if when my daughter was born, I didn't have to go to immigration to get an acknowledgement of her status as a Caymanian? Because her mother is a Caymanian and they would have known that? That's inefficient. It's wasting time. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah? It makes you do a bunch of running up and down <clears throat> needlessly from one agency to the next. And if nobody values their time, believe me when I tell you, I value my time. I don't know about nobody else, but I value my time. Time is money. Time is enjoying some free time with your family. Quality time, sleep. If you had more time, what could you do? I ain't got time to be running after one agency to the next agency. Oh my God. Anytime I have to go to government, I'm like, oh, again, again? Okay, um, I'll just leave that there with you folks. If you wanna know more about it, um, 
you know, maybe, maybe we need to have them back on again. I thought the two plus hours that they were on was sufficient, but maybe we need to have them on again and we'll go through it again. You know, and these politicians, let me say this about politicians really quickly. Some of y'all fly like, like you, you blow like the wind, right? One or two anti-vaxxers coming to you, anti-everything. Let's just call them anti-everything because it's not even about anti-vaxxers, anti-everything. All of a sudden they run to you, oh, this national ID. Blah, blah, blah. And then they got you all, your poor little mind so twisted and confused. You know, one thing a politician should be is a person who can stand their ground. And I know we believe in de democratic policies and in, you know, democracy in general. But there are times when, as a politician, what some of the public is saying, and I know that this isn't a majority of people by any stretch of imagination, but they're always the loudest. So the most vocal people, right? They're jumping up and having something to say. Sometimes you have to, as Caymanians would say, you need to have some backative and just set these people straight with their foolishness. Don't always be so reactionary to your constituents. They jump up and come to you. Oh, did, um, did you hear? Did you hear this big, this big cockroach? I'm about to take over the universe and it's coming in from outer space. Well, I know this government better try to do something about it, you know. Because anyhow, they made that cockroach invade this country. And then you and MP jump up. Well, we have to go and address these people with this cockroach theory. We got to tell them that we got some kind of nuclear gun that is going to beam a laser and kill that cockroach before it even come to Cayman. You, you just as silly as them. I think information is important. The dissemination is important. It's important that you get good, proper information out there. Yeah. And this is where government communications arm should be doing this. This is something new. You can expect people to have questions. You can expect people to be confused, right? So they came on this show. I don't know if they went anywhere else. Go to everybody. Go to Radio Cayman because then you get the older folks primarily who need to understand what's going on. You come in here, you get a bag, a mixture, right? There's no other talk shows really, but yeah, OC, that's Radio Cayman as well. Go on his show. And this isn't about politics. Remove the politics from this. Let the civil servants do their job of educating the people about the processes and stuff that they have gone through. I'm always, I'm big on communication, as you guys will well know. That is, uh, I, you know, if I had to say I'm a little bit of an expert in something, I'm not sure expert is the right term, but let's just say that I'm knowledgeable when it comes to communication and campaigns and in, in marketing and getting stuff out there. Yeah. I've got those certificates behind my name, those degrees and so on. And you have to give people information in bite sizes. I am always so surprised at how little government does from a communications perspective. And they expect people to accept certain very big ideas. This national ID thing has been in the works for years. Even Al then was talking about it umpteenth years ago when y'all were talking about your Nowarians. He said, oh yeah, we soon solved that with a national ID. Y'all wasn't, wasn't talking about it then. He wasn't up against it then. You would have known that this national ID system is coming.
I saw a prototype of it well over a year ago because certain people had access to it. And I saw one, I got to touch it and feel it. Saw the biometrics that is built in, very, very secure. From then, if I was part of the government communications team, I would have started introducing the concept slowly but surely of the national ID system and the benefits of it and how it would work. Y'all need to do PSAs. GIS, government communications, please listen to me. I'm begging you because a lot of times y'all just get it wrong. You don't seem to understand how to communicate with the people. Your little press release that is too long and nobody not going to read it isn't how you reach the masses. Huh? What is wrong with y'all? Y'all are so antiquated. Do I need to loan you some of my marketing books? What's the latest one I have around here? Should I put that, drop it off at government building for y'all to start reading? Start doing short video PSAs from a year ago that should have been done about the national ID. A did you know series? Did you know that a national ID will benefit you if you have no other forms of identification? Did you know that a national ID, right, will assist you if you're an elderly stroke victim who can no longer even get a driver's license? Did you know that the register will contain this optional information and this mandatory information? Did you know? I mean, how hard can it be? Information has to be provided in bite size, bite sizes, repetitive campaigns over a period of time. So there's more that your communication arm has got to do. I've given it to y'all for free. You just need to get it done. Here's the other thing. Here's another campaign y'all should do. Y'all paying attention, government communications people? Do an influencer program for the national ID cards. In other words, I'll be your first person to sign up, honey child. Give me my national ID because I'm all for it. And then you have those influencers and you know who they are, young, old, in between. Hold up my ID card. Hey, I'm Sandra T. Hill. I've got my national ID and here's why I decided to get it. This is the benefit for me. Do a whole campaign series around that. There, I just gave you a free idea. I'd run with it. I mean, huh. it can't be that hard. You're, you're supposed to be the experts, you know? Y'all getting paid the big bucks to run these government agencies and these government departments. And you're still doing something that was done in 1980s and 1990s that is no longer an effective way of communicating. I keep telling y'all that people don't read, first of all. And people not reading past the first paragraph. Clearly, a lot of this is just a matter of misunderstanding. Jade says, has anybody heard about any accents this morning? Well, there was one in Bodentown earlier. Um, I'm trying to remember where it was. But I didn't think that it was that um, serious. But I didn't really get a whole lot of information on it. It happened, um, I think, right before 6 o'clock or close to 6. Hence why the traffic was backed up coming out of the Eastern Districts. Uh, Miss Etta says, good morning, Sandy. You hit the nail on the head. Tell the truth. More power to you. Bless you. Thank you. 
Um, Everton says, go ahead. We will all back CMR. I think he's, he must've been talking to that man. Tell me he can sue us Poor him. You can't sue, sue people for the truth. And as much as you guys have been paying attention or not paying attention, we haven't lost a lawsuit yet. Let me be very, very clear. I've not had to pay a single dime to anybody. Mm -hmm. That's because the truth has a way of setting you free. Even with John Felder, although he got a default judgment, that's because I ignored his lawsuit. That's why he got a default judgment. And when it came down to it, and I hired me, so I hired some lawyers for that. Thank you, Kyle over at Broadhurst. Y'all need a good lawyer? Go check out Broadhurst. Uh, check the folks over at Recover. So even when you know we went in there and we got the default judgment turned turned over because they had screwed up, then the judge started to ask certain questions. Even the judge was like, hold on a second. Your client claimed under sworn testimony and truth that this stuff that this woman has said wasn't true about him. But now that I'm listening to your revised legal arguments, it seems to me that that's no longer your position. But we weren't we weren't going into the because this was no longer a defamation case for that purposes. So we weren't going into to that part of it. But everything I said about the man was true. He was terminated. Eventually, I was able to publish a termination letter. So just because someone want to sue you about something, don't mean that it's not true and it don't go so. So, Mister Hugo. By all means, go spend money that you obviously have on a lawyer instead of paying this woman back and doing the right thing. Bless your little heart, because you you're that kind of person. What's what's the what's the male version of a Karen? Is it Kevin? Have we have we settled on, on what they are? Hugo? Maybe it's a Hugo. Cause here goes Hugo. Don't be trying to roll up at me, trying to flex your muscles, but ooh, I'm gonna sue you. If I had a dollar for every time somebody claimed they were going to sue me, I'd be a rich woman on my business. You do what you got to do. And we have the evidence to all the screenshots between you and this woman to show what the position is. So Jonathan says, I have a question. Would police be able to scan it somehow and have all of your records on it? So again, Jonathan, a lot of the information that is going to be on this, you will decide, right? how you want it to be linked. So for example, if I don't want to link, um, you know, immigration to it or health services, eventually they might come on board or whatever, you don't have to do it. So you, you will be the person in control of how much it will benefit and how, how well it will work for you. The police already has, I would say, if they needed to find you, well, I was going to say they have a lot of information, but then again, sometimes they just tell people to come CMR <laughs> to find somebody. But I don't know what, what, what records or information you would think that the police don't already have on you. The police have your address. They have access to the DMV system. So if they need to know your driver's license number, your, you know, under the right circumstances, the police can approach any agency and get information on you. So I'm not really sure what this will be. Uh, remember when we were getting the digi digital um, registration plates? Remember how they were kicking up about that too? Oh, that means people are going to be able to track you and this, that, next thing. That fell by the wayside. Y'all not complaining about that anymore. Remember that? When we were digitizing the registration process? Remember now we no longer have the little stickers 
on your dashboard. It's that little digital digital thing that they can scan and whatever. Yeah. Allows them to have more updated information on the registration of the vehicle and so forth. That whole area of vehicle or transfers and registration needs to be tightened up because there's too many loopholes that cause other problems. That's why when the authorities, DEH has a derelict vehicle on the side of the road, they can't even tell you who the vehicle belongs to because there's nothing in law that forces somebody to transfer a vehicle within a certain amount of time. People have documentation in hand and years later, they haven't bothered to transfer it into the current owner's name. Uh, Soka says, read the social security number. The only people that need it are your banker, your doctor, and your employer after you've been hired. If anyone else asks for it, give only the last four digits. That is straight from the social security office sent directly to me. But um, listen, Soka, if you go and sit down to go buy a car, they're going to ask you for your social security number to do a credit check. If you go and apply for a credit card, they're gonna, if you apply for an apartment, they're going to ask you for your social security number. Jonathan said, if I had a Cayman National ID and I went to the state state certification and the police asked for my ID for whatever reason, would they be able to scan it and have access to my information in Cayman? No, but presumably you would have a passport that potentially could be available. I don't think that's how the national ID is intended to be used. It's a national ID in this country, not a worldwide national ID. So no, but if you commit a crime there, why would they need information about you and Cayman? They'll deal with you on the basis of whatever you did in that jurisdiction. So here's the thing. Here's the difference. So I wanted to address this point because after you said that, that got me to thinking. So I wanted to look this up um, quickly from the Social Security office. And this is what they have said about the giving of Social Security numbers. So it says anyone can refuse to disclose his or her number, but the requester can refuse its services if you do not give it. <laughs> Businesses, banks, schools, private agencies, et cetera, are free to request someone's number and use it for any purpose that does not violate a federal law. Sometimes they will issue a different number if they ask, if you ask, sorry. So uh, this is again from the Social Security office. Uh, so this isn't a question of really whether or not you give it. If someone requests it and you refuse to give it, whatever service you were hoping to get from them to be able to rent that apartment, get a car, whatever, they can say, be on your way. We're not going to deal with you. So yes, you can, they can request it. You can deny the request. And then they can also deny access to their services. So it's not like they're forced to give you a service without it. Now, federal law mandates, here we go, that, um, let me find the right area in this, <clears throat> that state um, departments of motor vehicles, tax authorities, welfare offices, and other government agencies request your social security number as proof that you are who you claim to be. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the Privacy Act of 1974 requires that government agencies at the local, state, and federal level disclose to each person whether submitting their social security number is required, details on the use of this information, and what law or authority requires its use. Okay. Um, it says you aren't legally required to provide your social security number to businesses unless one of the following is true. You'll be engaging in a transaction that requires notification to the Internal Revenue Service, or you're initiating a financial transaction subject to federal consumer identification program rules. There's always a caveat. It's not as simple as you think. So if you refuse to provide your social security number, companies may choose not to do business with you, but there's no law that prevents them from asking for it. There are a number of examples of businesses that require a social security number for legitimate purposes. Everything from insurance companies to credit card companies, lenders, um, you know, and the reporting, your credit reporting agencies and so on. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yeah, good morning. Two things I just want to mention for the public, um, Sandy, is one, anyone is with Scotiabank that's going to do online transfer, it is down worldwide. Oh worldwide? So, in case, yeah, so in case you want to do a transfer online, um, I was just trying to do one just a while ago, mm -hmm. and um, from accounts to accounts, whatever, um, I end up calling the bank uh, directly. And they said that they scored, their system is down, they're being worked on, they will call me and let me know when it's back up. So if you got to do a transfer, you won't be able to do it online right about now. Mm -hmm. um, second of all, and I came straight from the manager. So mm -hmm. second of all, um, for the banks nowadays, instead of doing getting all these committed frauds, I think what the bank should start doing, like what Chase does and some credit card company does, is having your photo on your... Um, on your debit card or credit card. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people do not ask, for, especially with the top. Mm -hmm. um, what I will tell people right now, if you go into the US or even in Cayman, they're gonna start doing it in Cayman. If you have a card that you could tap it, mm -hmm. please put it in your front pocket. Do not put it in, in your back pocket or your purse because people could go and scan your wallet or scan your, um, there's a scanner that they could scan it and get your bank information or bank details and your card number from that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to look into that, but they can actually scan your debit yeah, card. A lot, of, card. Um, a lot of wallets um, now have the, um, the what's it called? RFID um, right. security built in, where if you want right. to buy someone, if they have a scanner, it will not read um, your card right. details. So, yeah. But what I would suggest that the banks start to look into putting IDs because I could go to Foster's or anywhere else mm -hmm. and count the amount of times that they ask you for ID. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you give them the debit card, they just tap it or put it in, then you put yeah. it in. If they tap it, you don't need to put in your PIN number. Right. So anyone could pick up your card and you just go there and tap it and they're not asking for it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it seems it's to be, be a, um, I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't figured it out. I think back. it, I think it depends on the amount and different things, but sometimes they tap it. And if it's a certain amount, you have to pin. Other times you I just think tap it's it. Out, and then it, if it's over $50, sometimes you have I to sign and stuff as well. So there's still 
a bit of, and again, the Bankers Association here must do a better job, I think, of educating people generally and how all of these things work locally because a lot of us don't even know. Like, I've never been able to figure it out. I'm like, okay, sometimes it's tap, sometimes it's pin, sometimes it's signature. But it does seem to depend on the amount. Yeah. If it's under fifty dollars, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I was told that if it's under fifty dollars, yeah, you can tap it. If it's mm-hmm. above that, you have to put in the pin. But Tony, if I go to Costulas, Harley's, Foster's, and all these places, and everything was under fifty dollars, mm-hmm. I could really pull out two hundred and fifty dollars out of your stuff before you figure out that your wallet's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like the well, gentleman that was taking. Um, and some of these banks now, I haven't seen CNB do this yet, but hopefully they will. Uh, they actually send an alert every single time there's a transaction on your card. I know some local banks well, have started doing that as well, which obviously is very, CNB, very useful. CNB, CNB was very advocate in doing that. They will send, as soon as you get it, they'll send or say, well, your card being spent No, they, else. they call you, but I'm talking about yeah. like a, a text message to say your card was just used. Like it's an automatic thing as opposed to a human being trying to call you it's integrated right. into their online portal and their apps that you have on your phone i'm waiting for cnb well, to still roll that out because that would be very well, very useful well it's kind of hard for them to call it before there used to be um when there was callers on the island before they sent it to dominican republic they would call no, no, you no no and no, no, no. Um, oh, okay. cnb's in trinidad and i mentioned this last week they're actually very very quick they're actually quicker now that the call center people are in Trinidad than they were in Cayman, I have to be honest. Um, really? Um, you know, okay, well, I mean, okay. I might have other concerns about the call center being moved overseas, but when it comes to the right. efficiency of it, they are right. very, very efficient. I mean, within oh, okay. a second of it going through, I'm getting a phone call if it's a transaction that they've not seen before um, okay. on, my, on my account. So they call you a lot faster than Flo calls you, right? <laughs> <laughs> to, to Flo's credit, well, to Flo's credit, they're calling yeah. flat, fast and plentiful. They're just well, calling me when they shouldn't be calling. Do, <laughs> well, what it, what I suggest you do is you do up a bill for advertisement and send it back to them. See how quick they call you back. Um, well, just to let, like, like I said, let people know that that Scotia is down with the transfer, and um, if they can look into putting IDs on your debit card or credit card, because no one's asking for it. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things. No one, like I said, ask anyone how many times they've been asked for their ID once they go to go grocery shopping. They just take the card and go, we got your money. And if someone takes your card, um, how hard is it for the bike to give it back to you? Because you have to go back to the, the person, whoever, charge your card and tell them that they have no interest in that money, but they're going to want interest because they're going to have to get their money back. From what whoever purchased the stuff from them, so they have interest in your funds. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave you at that and happy Monday. All right, thanks, my dear. So yeah, I mean there is quite a bit um, more I fancy that could be done in terms of even consumer security on this island. Um, you know, I'm hoping that we'll eventually get there. Ali says some machines will take tap up to fifty, and then will reject and ask for tap for higher. Okay. Um, so $50 seems to be the, again, you know, the, the bankers association could do a little PSAs here and there to just educate people. Um, so Jonathan's saying that he's just thinking if he goes on vacation, well, I mean, again, the people in the U S I mean, if they ask you for an ID, as long as a valid ID, 
but I don't think their system is going to be able to scan and access a database located here in the Cayman Islands. If you committed a crime and they needed access to information here, obviously they would contact the appropriate authority to be able to share that information. And, uh, you know, agencies share information. So police agencies share information between each other if and when it is required. In fact, uh, this is why, as you guys will recall, uh, remember the child pornography guy? The way that K-Man knew about it, it wasn't that our authorities here were on top of him or anybody was spying on him. The authorities in the United States of America called RCIPS and they said, we are aware that someone from this IP address is accessing child porn. That's the U.S. authorities that did that. Right? And you guys, that IP address is from a computer and a service located in the Cayman Islands. Now, you take the investigation from here. It's in your jurisdiction. So then the RCIPS went about contacting the relevant people for the, from the ISP companies here, the internet service providers, identified the location, linked it to the account holder, and all of that information, and then figure out that his name was, um, what the hell was his name? Diaz. Uh, Freddie Diaz. They looked at who was in the home at those times. They got two minor children. Obviously, minor children not accessing porn on a computer. Uh, they figured out the wife would have been at work during the access of it at certain times. And then eventually they narrowed it down to, well, the only other adult in that home is the husband. And despite him trying to throw other people under the bus, including his friends, even his in-laws about, yeah, they come over and they stay over a long time and everybody has free access to my computer. I was like, wow, that's quite an excuse. You have a computer in your living room and you let every Tom, Dick and Harry come sit down on your computer. You're dumber than I thought. And of course, the jury certainly didn't believe him. That's why they convicted him. Yeah. Oh, my friends come over and they, they do a sleepover and they can have access to my computer. I'm like, what? People can't come in my house and have access to my computer. I'm like, that's kind of personal. Because that got all kinds of stuff on it. Like, really? And you can sit down and watch porn on people's computer with other people walking by the living room in such a public place? His excuse never made any sense. But it was the overseas authorities that, you know, initially tapped into what he was doing. He came on their radar, and then they not notified the relevant authorities here in the Cayman Islands. Ms. Soka says, I'm amazed at the amount of people who walk around with their social security card. They'd be falling out of passports like dead leaves, falling off a tree. No, sir. Not even, not even sure where mine is. Haven't seen it in decades. Well, I know where mine is, but I don't, you know, I'm not an American resident anymore. So, but I still kept it for, for what's it, for the sake of memories, I guess, whatever. But yeah, a lot of people walk around with it. I'm like, why do you walk around with it? It's not like you don't know the number by heart. Like I said, that number is embedded. Uh, Amanda says that's why they should have a security transaction code. I have an international uh, debit card from Turkey. And every transaction I do, they ask me for the transaction code, which is a four-digit code. If you do not give the transaction code to the customer service, um, the transaction will cancel itself after a few seconds. So is that the same thing as a PIN number, Amanda? I'm not really sure what that transaction code is. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandra. 
Morning, sir. Um, I think this ID, uh, what government implementing, um, I think it's very, very, very good. Um, mm -hmm. I think everybody should jump on it. Mm -hmm. Because for one, um, we have so many, so much IDs right now requiring so this and that and stuff. And if you have one ID, can do all of, all of one transaction. Why not go for it? Like mm -hmm. you said, and and you're not paying a dime for it. Exactly. Yeah. You and, know, and, and the point uh, is, think, it's worked in other countries. I mean, I don't even understand the basis yeah, of the fear. Yep. yep. I mean, this, I mean, I do understand the public. Um, if you have a criminal background, you want to um, be skeptical. Say, if, if it's going to show up, you know, when you're trying to do your best, you don't mm -hmm. want to develop any emptiness. And, and, you know, because the law works for you and the law works against you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. All right. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stick on to on one perspective, but I'm mm -hmm. acting with the government, like what I, what I heard you mention. Mm -hmm. For those who voted for the first time and then have regret about it, I do understand because politicians, you will see, you, you will see them, they will knock on the door, they'll be in the neighborhood. Once they get elected and get in, you never see them again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's nothing but they holy and the mighty dollar. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, then again, it, it's, it's when it's boiled down to the negative to the end of their term, mm -hmm. then they're gonna show up again. Right. Right. And, so, and let me let me ask you, you know, a question, caller. I mean, I know Cayman is small, right? But is it well, fair to expect politicians to have that kind of relationship with their constituents? Because in a lot of other jurisdictions, you never expect to see your politicians. Not it's not even an expectation. Mm -hmm. You know, they're in Washington, yeah. D.C., they're at the state capitol. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like when you're in the United States of America, you don't expect a politician to be coming to your door. But Cayman is so small know. that I think we have acquired yeah. that expectation. Um, and obviously, yeah, yeah. as you rightfully said, they find your door when they need your vote. <laughs> so people are like, why can't I do, I do, they find it other times? I don't I do believe and know that politics is like, uh, uh, we call it now, relay. So mm. you're picking up for what the previous done. Mm -hmm. If they haven't done that job, you're gonna you're gonna try to um, resolve, um, erect the problem mm -hmm. to try to solve it. You know, we get fixed overnight. Yes. So, so the public need to um, be aware of it. Going to take time, but if mm -hmm. you're going to take, if you're going to promise the people a two year, but why are you gonna say, you know, you you you, you mislead mm -hmm. the public and you and you, you want another term. Yeah. And you come in that term and you haven't done anything. It's like it's like you leading the flock astray. And yeah. we'll be on the by by the talk about that. We'll be on. Mm -hmm. you, you understand? Mm -hmm. So it's all boiled down to the mighty dollar. Mm -hmm. Um I heard you mentioned something about this, but uh, I can't remember the airport. But anyhow, this about the airport now. Why is it mm -hmm. that spend so much money and there is not a decent ramp? So even the 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 the, the cripple, those who can't walk good, but yet you're gonna have these makeshift ladders. Mm -hmm. It's ladders. It's, it's not gonna be no steps. It's gonna be no railway. It's ladders. Mm -hmm. How many people fall off a ladder? Mm -hmm. Can can anybody roll themselves off a, 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 a wheelchair? Mm -hmm. But what is it? Is it politics within the system that they don't want to remove that and put a decent ramp for? Elderly people to smoothly 
come off the, the plane, mm. even when it rains. Yeah. If it rains, it went, what you, what you going to say? But yeah. Sandra, I'll leave you for that. All right. Thank you, my dear. Well, apparently they claimed that that was too expensive and they had to start to cut back on, on the overpriced airport that was already over budget. But it seems to me that um, that would have been good money invested. Because trust me, when it rains at the airport and a flight lands and you have to travel and come out in that, everybody's pissed off about that. And it continues to be a real issue that we don't have any kind of covering, like proper tunnel covering to get into the airport like most other airports. I don't know, boy. I mean, while we were redoing the airport, I think that should have been at the top of the list, really. Um, Amanda says that once you enter your PIN, the system generates another code for security reasons that your debit or credit card cannot be scammed. And where does that code go to? Like on a phone or something? Or how do you get that code? Um, so I, I understand what you're saying because I've seen this on with online transactions where it'll generate like a real-time code that then you put in within, say, 30 seconds before that then expires, right? Because somebody can definitely figure out what your PIN number is. Um, Everton says, like I said before, if you don't have a national ID, which considers which considers your driver's license, you cannot open up a bank account in the U.S. these days. Yeah, I mean, um, Everton says, I would not get off the plane if it's raining. Um sit right on the plane until it stopped raining. Amanda says, yes, it comes in as a text message. I got you. And that's probably relatively easy to implement from the banking side. I don't think that that's, you know, going to be difficult because that can be integrated into their existing systems. All right, before we end the program today, let's just have a quick look at the cause list this week. These are all the different justices that are up. And these are the matters starting for them today. So we have a couple of them writing judgments. We like to give you guys an update on court matters. Um, there's a couple. There's an ex parte on notice. Um, ex parte hearings are like when the other party isn't there. So that's why they don't necessarily name who they are. We looks like we have a couple family court matters. So the FAM is family court. Jessica Maxwell and Kevin Maxwell trying to settle things, settle orders and cost. Elizabeth Barnes and Carney Facey. Uh, some kind of enforcement and variation order. There's an adoption that's in family court. So again, they don't tend to name those individuals. Uh, we have a case that looks like it's starting today. Um, possession of unlicensed firearm and ammunition. So that's Marcus Steve Manderson and Thalia Ashante Barnes. That's for five days. We have an indecent assault case that's going on, Gordon Aaron McLaughlin. Hmm, we need to go check that one out. Uh, the Crown versus Jerome Alexander Miller. MFS, I always forget what MFS actually stands for, but it's like the hearing before they kind of get started. I'll double check. I always forget what that stands for. Oh, man, I always forget that. Um, I'll go check it out. Um... I'll find out. Uh, it's some kind of like a management something, something hearing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, Cayman Islands Court of Appeal is in courtroom nine. And then we have, good morning, caller. Hello? Hi, Sandy. One more thing before you go. I am yes. so you must be picking me called you. Uh, listen, 
One one more thing. I noticed there have been an uptick in sexual assault crimes on this island. And unfortunately, these ladies have nothing to protect themselves because the government at hand or the laws at hand do not allow women to carry pepper sprays or any type of protection. And if anyone got caught with a pepper spray or anything like that, they're being charged. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to happen until it happens to someone that's close to us, then you're going to see the law change. I think what the law should do for females mm-hmm. is to have a sense of, of protection for the females because the lady being, I, I just saw the one with you where you posted up where the lady was sexually assaulted mm-hmm. at her home and then moved to another residence. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's considered kidnapping and all kind of stuff that will go on. And um, unfortunately, these ladies are being sexually assaulted and it's coming in like like getting TikToks and nothing's being done. There's no, there's no, um, um, I guess, um, announcements or government getting together or police doing any type of posting or anything like that of, of protecting the ladies. We all know what happened several years ago when someone was abducted and on life um, in the Barcus area. Okay, we all know what happened to that. So where's the protection for the females and and getting pepper spray or some type? Okay, if they use it um, viciously, it's just like a firearm. If you use it that's on, on call for it, then they'd be charged. Mm-hmm. But don't make the whole community of females being suffered because of your own type of masculine law. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I have three girls. God forbid if anything happens, because I will be purposely on my road mm-hmm. and you would have me up and in, in, I will be charged. Mm-hmm. You know, there needs to have a protection for the laws. And I think you should have a, um, a, a show on that for the protection for the females. You know, you have young girls and, and adults and what happened to the lady um, that, that had to go and have an abortion and, and all this stuff. There's no protection mm-hmm. for the female. It's like, is the land of the females forgotten or, or, or there's no there's no nothing for us mm. you know no nothing for the ladies no protection for the ladies so i i think that they should look into that um on a serious note and mm-hmm. have some type of protection for females where they could either have a pepper spray or or something something to protect them mm-hmm. you know stun gun something because right now it is not built for them and um I, I like I said, I have not seen the the police department come out. They had to have so many robberies before they came out to do start down and say, okay, this is what we're gonna do, because the robbery was starting to hit down on the Seven Mile Beach Strip. Mm-hmm. So they had to come out and do something on that. When it was hitting in mom and pop stores, there was no no none of them coming out and sit down and having a discussion. And I think they should have a discussion on this for the females. For protection, and that's all I gotta say. And you have a wonderful day. Right, the ladies, here. protect yourself. Yes. Protect yourself because they'd rather pay mm-hmm. an offense, pay a fine, than to lose your life. But protect yourself. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for that uh, advice. It's so unfortunate. Um, so a couple things coming up this week. Um, it looks like um, there's a couple imitation firearm cases and. I also see you know, a couple family matters. We don't normally report on family matters, to be honest, um, unless it's something of a peculiar interest. 
And they're, you know, we did one a couple of years ago where the guy was claiming fraud. That's very, very unusual for someone to try to seek a divorce on the basis of fraud. Like it's almost unheard of, to be honest. So something like that, that is like the judge will actually take the time to write out a judgment. Uh, there was the one with the lawyers and the woman refusing to pay like her legal fees, claiming that, oh, the lawyers didn't do a good job representing her. Those are of public interest um, because, you know, really you need to know how those types of cases work. So we'll continue to um, monitor these cases for you. Um, the Grand Court is always the most interesting. And uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. All right, good folks. That's all I got for you today. Thank you so much. Everton says, I enjoy your program like always. Wonderful program. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Mr. Everton. Everybody have a fabulous day. Tomorrow's Tuesday. We are going to have uh, the first hour is with our medical rundown. And tomorrow we're talking about gastrointestinal issues, which I feel like a lot of us suffer from. And sometimes we chalk it up to, oh, it's just heartburn. Just drink a whole, guzzle a whole thing of Pepto-Bismol and you'll be fine. Um, believe me, a lot of times it's an indication that something more serious is going on. So they're going to, uh, you know, definitely um, share some information in relation to that, stay tuned for the news head head uh, headlines from Kevin. Uh, Kevin is actually back on island. Kevin is visiting. So I've got to link up with him while he's here this week, kind of touch bases with him and see um, what he's been up to. Hopefully he'll come on the show. He'll have some time to come on the show. But of course, I appreciate he's always busy. Um, you know, even if it's not work related, sometimes he's just busy doing some family stuff as well. So Spiritual Wednesday, says Mark, coming right up. <laughs> All right, y'all have a beautiful day. Please be safe out there on the roadways. Hello, I'm Kevin Watler and this is your CMR Daily Buzz. A 24-year-old man was arrested for rape after police received a report of a serious sexual assault that occurred at a residence in the vicinity of Crew Road. The victim knew her attacker. The Honorable Catherine E. Branks Wilkes was sworn in as Speaker of the House of Parliament following a vote of 10-6 in her favor. Sir Alden McLaughlin, the other person put forward for the office, received six votes. DART has taken immediate remediation action at the Royal Palms property as the seawall has collapsed, causing additional damage to the property. Initial cleanup exercises have started and are expected to be completed within one to two weeks, subject to weather conditions. The Department of Vehicle and Equipment Services officially opened a state-of-the-art garage facility at its North Sound Road location. The new garage facility has 19 service bases capable of servicing the various vehicles and equipment owned by the Cayman Islands government. Now for your CMR weather update, it's brought to you by WG Charters. Sunrise at 641. There will be a few passing clouds, otherwise generally sunny. When the temperatures at 85 degrees Fahrenheit and humidity is at 72% like the forecast calls for it will feel like it's in the mid 90s winds east northeast at 10 to 15 miles per 
hour and then the sun sets at 5.45. At nighttime, the temperature falls to the high 70s. Looking forward, similar weather conditions are expected except there will be an increase in winds later this week. Now for some regional and international news. The Honduran president has declared a national security emergency to address a significant increase in the number of cases of extortion by violent criminal groups operating across the country. A Georgia man on the run for over a decade on child molestation charges is now behind the bars in the United States after being captured in Jamaica. If you would like to know more on any of these stories, visit caymanmallroad.com or follow Cayman Mall Road on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter and YouTube. That's it for now on the Daily Buzz. Thank you for joining me. Please stay safe and God bless.